Welcome to another episode of the Salimus Podcast. Today's discussion is centered around reconciling with the past and forgiving the sins of your upbringing to create a better present and future for yourself and those around you. This episode's packed full of stories and different opinions from us, as well as our guests, Marvin and Marcus, two brothers who grew up black, German, military, and in a transient household. I really like this episode because I believe it gives you a real perspective, especially as a parent, just how much our parents shape us and how much we imprint those teachings for better or for worse upon those after us. We also touch on what it means to constantly be on while black. And we also talk about cancel culture uh, as we 30 somethings exist with the Generation Z people. There's a ton more, but I don't want to spoil it for you guys. So just sit back, relax and enjoy episode 914, New Roots. through and I'm reading some of the stuff that you had written down here for what we could possibly talk about Mm. something just popped up in my head um sort of the because you all were in military families and stuff like that um and sorry and me being first generation American there's sort of a lack of roots Mm. and so I want maybe that could be some good content that we could talk about because you guys are always moving and I want to see if is there an impact of not having any roots anywhere like, is there an impact on your development as a person or something mm-hmm. like that? Where you're, mm-hmm. you maybe you're just not tied to shit like other people are and things don't really matter much and you might be more open minded or something like that. Do you think we can go with something? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. I'm, I, I think really it's more of a, that. it's a double edged sword because yeah. number one, being black, you have no identity as it is. Yeah. Your identity is what society says you are. Yeah. And then on top of being able to adapt in the military, I mean, it was, you had to be a chameleon. It was, you know, you're cold switching at, at a young age, did not even realize it's, damn, we're, that's what we're doing. And yeah. it's just part yeah. of being able to, okay, I'm in this group. I'm in this group. I'm in this group. That's why for me, I'm super extra. And you're in another country. And another country. So yeah. I can, it was easy for me to, to go out and hang out and, you know, speaking for me, just because of my personality. But, you know, I think it, it, it's a double, I said, black. Yeah. And military, yeah. you have no idea. And then on top of that, our mother is German, mm-hmm. dude. So yeah. it's like, wow, you got the deep black, black Memphis Mississippi. roots, Mississippi yeah, roots, German. So and it's kind of like people like y'all, y'all don't. No, man, it's a whole nother. It's mm, it's yeah. like you have to open up a whole nother world. It's it's it was deep. Wow. Which well, I guess we'll open it up and kind of yeah. see how it goes. We already observed that in my friends that were military. Yeah, I definitely observed a difference in the in, their, in the way they um, um, handled things socially and their lack of attachment to places. Um, I have one good friend I think about in particular who's in Virginia now with her grandma, but she was you know all over because of the military, all over the Atlanta, Florida, eastern side of the the states, and somehow stumbled through bowling like everyone does. And I just remember the way she would just up and go, you know, I remember thinking, hmm, it's different, it must be very different, but also can't imagine, like, what, like, to not have endless summers playing in the woods behind your subdivision like this, too, to not have that, like, what's, what feels that for those people that were transient when they're young, moving around, I I would ask her that stuff all the time, it was very, very different. Do you think that that's had an effect on you? 
Yeah, and I think because I, I do have those memories too. Really? Like I have very it just really? like it's like this memory of us playing in the field was in yeah. this place, and then mm-hmm. this other memory was in yeah. this place. So there's not that like through line. Yeah. There's not that consistency, but yeah. it's those experiences with different people at different times. But yeah. I think the point of like personality type, it like you brought up Marvin of like being an extrovert because I'm like the complete opposite. I'm a total sure. introvert. So for me, the hard part, and I think as an adult now, it maybe expresses different for me because the hard part for me was like we were every two years we were in from Georgia to Germany from Kentucky to Germany then back to Tennessee uh and our dad he retired I was maybe like 12 Mm -hmm. 13 so it was like late 90s and that was like the first time that so when I went to high school was the first time that I was at any school for more than two years I was like oh this is this is this is something this is something new but i think now as and i'm I'm not sure how much of that background plays into this but i just know for me personally as an adult now i'm very like i am very much i try to like i have my space and my my roots in in nashville and that's where i I like to be like Mm -hmm. i said earlier like just being uh in cincinnati for grad school was hard for me not only because my partner is back in nashville but because, like, it's shouts out to Carl. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> that, I mean, to me, that's like that's like my home. That's where my that's like the the place where I finally, like, as an adult person, I was like, this is where I've I've I, I got my house in two thousand eight. I've been there longer than I ever lived anywhere else. So I'm like, this is it. Like, this is where I'm comfortable, and this is this is what I like. These are the people that I like. This is this is what I'm into. So when I had to leave to go to grad school. It's like, okay, this is this is cute and all. I'm here for a specific purpose, but like I see some of like my peers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people come from different places for grad sure. school and they're like, oh well like Cincinnati's home for the next four, five, six years. And for me, that was never the case. For mm-hmm. me it was always like Okay, I'm here from, you know, beginning of the semester, fall break, I'm back in Nashville. I'm you always here have from... one foot in and one foot out. Exactly. It's never, like, even now people are like, oh, I'm going to come visit you and you can show me around. I'm like, I don't really know that much of <laughs> Like, I go out, like, I go yeah. grocery shopping, was... I go to the gym, I go to campus, I go out to the yeah. club every now and then. But like, And I think we interpret that with our relationships as well, because mm-hmm. it, it's there's nothing that could affect me. It's like, we're it allows us to be hardened. Yeah. Like there's yeah. nothing. I'm like, really? You're crying over that? That's spilled milk, dude. Get your shit up. Yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. We 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 are mentally tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's n- knock on wood. We haven't really mm-hmm. now. Obviously, that's an outer shell. You have mm-hmm. to do that in order to survive. And so, like with my wife, her her upbringing is different, obviously, than sure. mine. So for me, it's like. Say what you want to say, because at the end of the day, I'm I'm gonna win that argument. Because yeah. I, I could hurt it is not gonna hurt me. Yeah. Does that mean I don't love her? No, it doesn't. Yeah. And he understands what I'm talking about. It's it it doesn't affect us because we know, hey, you gotta be strong, you gotta be hard, because at the end growing up, and then I didn't realize that affects us until just mm. within the last year. Oh really? I've really come out of my yeah, so to speak, circle like doing what you're supposed to do because you have to do, it. and that's what Dad always said. Hey, do what you got to do. Don't worry about nothing else. Just do what you have to do. Be a father. Be a Christian. Do my air force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, be a good father, which I'm always be a good father, good husband, but not opening up and realizing and that hey, you don't have to do exactly that just because you can actually yeah. step out and, and think a little bit for yeah. yourself. Did you guys ever, um, in in regards to what was what's just been said, one one um one contrast I used to pay attention to was 
um, not only with people who maybe were raised military moving around, but people who came from really large cities mm-hmm. and went to schools that were just a number. Mm. You ever met someone they they went to um, Jefferson High School number one ninety six? Oh, like PS one eighteen or PS one eighteen? Really? Yeah, what, what is that well, about? Well, what, like I'm, what I'm York. speaking to, yeah, what I'm speaking to is. In small towns like Bowling Green, so much of your identity is the high school yeah. you went to. And I, I used to Can't wonder, is that, is, that, yeah, is, that, yeah. is that stupid? Is that stupid? Or, or is that stupid? Is there a, a, like, you know, there's a ghetto coming out of it. Charm, yeah. charm <laughs> to that, you know? Well, well that's I one do. of those things, too, that I, I kind of, I don't know if I admired it or not, but I just... Yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying. It. You I know, know what, what I mean? Like, saying. wow, they're not attached to those kind of things. Does that make them more available to uh, branch out and... You know, do more yeah. things in life or whatever. That was that's something that I want to wonder. I go back, yeah, I go back and forth with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the thing too is, you said the your family dynamic, and I think that it fits a lot with just the black family dynamic is having to be hard, having to be strong, just doing your get your shit done, yeah, and go on and don't ask questions and stuff like that. It seems like it's affected you both very differently. Like just just hearing you both talk and stuff like that, it just seems like your your personalities are different. Well, actually, we're I think we're we're a lot of like a mm-hmm. lot of like we can it's superficial. It is it's we can it, it really is yeah. it really is we uh we've got different personalities, but I think at the end of the day, because his process of how he analyzes the world is a little bit different the way I process, but we're still on the same page. If that yeah. makes sense, we're we're both reading from the same book. Mm-hmm. But we're just maybe on different lines. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Is that How, what do you? Yeah. Well, I think we come across differently because of the extrovert introvert thing. But when yeah. when he and I actually sit sit down and like have those conversations, yeah. of like like those real deep conversations, I'm like oh shit, like so much of the experiences that I had or things that I felt growing up that I thought was like just me yeah. because I was like that kind of kid. I was like okay, I'm just gonna you know just sit here and kind of be alone or whatnot. Yeah. And Marvin was out like you know football team and wrestling, and then when we now as adults can sit down and reflect and I'm like oh crap like we kind of ha- are having these similar experiences and similar thoughts and feelings about things but it just it mm-hmm. looks differently from, yeah, from the absolutely. outside are y'all close in age or y'all like in school I'm 39 30. what yeah. are you more 30? I'll be 36 oh um, nice y'all are close yeah. Yeah. yeah but we weren't close growing up though like uh, yeah. at all I mean it, it's oh, in age, like, in age, like yeah. when you're in school you you were not too many grades behind well I was a senior like, that's a bit that affects siblings a lot absolutely so I was a senior yeah. the senior jock the, the right the thug right. the yeah air quote thug you know mm-hmm. the yeah. the jock and he was out there was like that's your brother I was yeah. like yeah I'm like, you got a problem with it yeah. like it was he was like yeah. The person that, hey, you got to be cool enough to be able to be goth. You got to be cool enough to wear the jinkos. You got to have that confidence yeah. to wear, you know, the purple wild hair. You know what I mean? If, if you don't have personal confidence, yeah. you couldn't do that. But you would see him and you would see me. And they're like, because everyone has to put a certain yeah. label, like yeah. you're supposed to. And especially in that school, it was, uh, gosh, man, it, it wasn't, there was no violence as far as like guns. Yeah. It was a rough school. Where? What school? In, in Clarksville. Oh. I don't want to say the name of it, but it was in Clarksville. So it was... Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Wow. Enough said. So, <laughs> exactly. Enough said. So it was... Uh, it was... You get in where you fit in. And... Yeah. and um, Right? Would you say that? Yeah. Where did yeah. you fit in? Um... Kind of, I think like we kind of with like it wasn't until maybe like junior senior year that I kind of like found a crew because up until then I was kind of I kind of kept to myself and I was like kind of like well actually 
junior, I did like a lot of identity work in high school. So like freshman, sophomore year, mm-hmm. I thought I was like really into Christianity. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be. Really? Christian. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to be. You're just learning you something. Su- yeah, oh, this it like oh go See, ahead. We were not like that's uh, what I say. We were not close at all. We live in uh, two different worlds growing really? up. Did they get you? Did they get yeah. you to? No, because because <laughs> uh, I remember it was summer from sophomore to junior year. I, was, I came back. I was like you said, like goth out. But then at the same time, like I was the editor of the, the school newspaper, so I was like, yeah. I still got to do this like smart thing. But also, this is. But being that kind of like on the outside, it's like okay, I can hang out with like the weirdo outside kids, and then that'll be like my little the ones girl. I would pick on and bully. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, mm-hmm. I'm Hard. picking on you because I'm hurting. You know, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But it was, you know. I think there's something you brought up. This like not to change the topic too no, much, no. but just something that I hear. About. Going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> well, no, because you mentioned like has somebody having the confidence to be able to like stick out or have the weird hair, or whatnot. And it's funny because you're not the first person to say that to me. Like I had um, somebody that I knew from high school and she now works as a DJ and she's queer and she Mm -hmm. has her whole life. She lives in New York now and she's doing great. And she, uh, I saw her one time like out at a bar or something in Nashville and she came to me, she's like, oh my God, you have no idea like what you meant to me, like that I that I kind of looked up to you. And again, you had the confidence to be yourself. I was like, that's crazy. Were, yeah, and I was yeah. like dying on the inside. Yeah. I'm like, these yeah. people are like, I'm yeah. doing all this stuff because like I'm miserable. But like, right. so there, there's right. something in that kind of like, yeah. that thing there where, that, where people are seeing you like, what they see is like someone living their authentic self. And like now as an adult person, yeah. it's like that still carries over. Like you, it, it matters when you are out in this world living your authentic self and your authentic life, exactly. especially as like a marginalized person, mm-hmm. as everybody in this room knows, like mm-hmm. there are those people behind you, whether or not you believe it about yourself or not, they're looking at you and saying, oh, damn, this person is out of here doing it, like living yeah. their life. And it's something, but regardless of how you feel on the inside, what they're seeing is something different. Do you get more, do you catch more flack from the black community or is it just kind of so all around? Uh, as far as in, like in, what, just, in what aspect what like when you were saying like you were saying like being queer everything like that oh, did you get okay. any flack from the community so this is as I'll say this is a quote that uh, I heard a while back that I that I really I was I was watching like a YouTube uh, channel that uh, Grapevine mm-hmm. that, that one so that oh yeah is that the Nigerian yes, the one, lady? Yes, the, yeah, the oh Nigerian okay lady, with uh, Kelly yeah. I think her name is yeah. but uh, name so, is, uh, Ashley, that's what it is. So they had an episode about being queer and black, and one of the people yeah. in that show said, and this like stuck with me, he said, I experienced homophobia before I ever experienced racism. Damn. Right? Because and that like stuck with me because it's one thing, because like <gasps> being queer wow, and being wow. black, like people like it's it's not the same, right? But in some ways, like if you are a black, it, like you have your home, your family, your church, your community, like you're in some ways, like yeah. that's like the strength, right? Black communities in the black church, like you're in some ways insulated, or you mm-hmm. can be from all that stuff. But like mm-hmm. when you're queer growing up in those households, it's like you're you're on your own. Like if your parents and your family like mm-hmm. are writing for you, it's like. Oh shit! So it's it's a different type of isolation. In your military, so and so and so I'm we're moving around. I yeah. can't set down yeah. roots. Like and again, as a as an introverted type person, it takes me a long time. And this as an adult, like yeah. it comes from that. It takes me a long time to warm up to people wow. and kind of be in those spaces. So it was like the the queerness, the introvert, the moving around all the time. Like it it was it was tough, and I yeah. very much yeah. like. 
as I got older, I was like, oh, shit, okay, well, the world was racist, too, mm-hmm. but my very first ism yeah. was homophobia. Like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but so, but you all were saying that you both experienced a lot of the same stuff at the same time. You just didn't know it. What was the stuff you were experiencing, Marvin? Was it the, the fact that when you said you were sort of making fun of people, you were actually hurting? You, well, you like don't that? realize things until you're older sure till you come to that age when it's like okay i'm done doing what you're supposed to do because our whole life it was you do supposed to do like hey son are you okay suck up them tears you're all right deep down i'm like damn baby i'm just hurt you know what i mean it's like yeah suck it up move on let's move on and that develops over the years it develops over the years and then you come to a point in your life it's like Damn, dude, this is like this is like not cool we probably not sustainable it's not it's Mm -hmm. it's very detrimental to your psychological health it's like oh damn like it's okay to talk because like we never we don't talk about things Mm -hmm. you suck it up you move on you kick ass you go on like you don't stop number one black culture like it's not cool to talk about things yeah like we don't you don't talk about things Mm -hmm. you don't talk about man how you feel yeah you don't feel oh you been a little bitch today, yeah. suck it up. You yeah. just don't talk about it in the black community. And that's just something that's been passed down. Give through, it to God. Prayer. Give, it, give to God. it to God. Because, because, oh, God my gosh. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a whole yeah. nother. That's a whole nother. So part of that is there's something that happens and, and, and happened in my life that you come to that point where it's like, okay, this is, you got to kind of think a little bit. I, I can't pinpoint that as an exact time, but I lost my train of thought. Ask the question again. Said, what happened just, to me? Yeah, what happened oh, to you? Oh, so that's right. So you don't realize that things are happening bad to you. You don't realize it because you're so hardened. Mm-hmm. You do what you got to do to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So you don't realize that when someone says, hey, what are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys probably got to ask that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what if you want to fight? Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember living in deep yeah. Georgia. Like, I would have to throw them. Bu- yeah. Like, you don't remember I would have to throw them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you don't realize it, but Hey, you're not going to just run your mouth and talk about me. Yeah. So deep down you're hurting, but you don't yeah. realize it. It's like, hey, this, this we were in Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia. I mean, really deep good. south. Yeah. So for you, like code switching and both of you, there is some moments it, it probably pays to be light skinned. We do it. We don't even realize we do it. Yeah, but like some moments yeah. it pays to be light skinned. Some moments it pays mm-hmm. to be black and German. Sometimes you might invoke the one drop rule. Uh, you know? It it really depends. Like, like if we're out somewhere, like the like the other day we were out looking for a house and it was dark. I was like, no, nah, honey, hell no. I'm not gonna be out here. In the middle of nowhere, I said, I see my black hat. No, honey, sorry, it don't work like that. And some people don't understand that. Hey, you don't put yourself in a situation just because it's automatic. What are you doing? Yeah. And it's and so you have to go extra. So when I go into a room, when I you're go, always on. I'm, I'm always. I gotta be like, hey, I'm the super. I'm, I'm I'm super. I'm nice. I'm great. You gotta be extra because if not, they're gonna automatically label you. He ain't white, so yeah. he's he's a he's a color boy. Yeah. So if yeah. we don't go hard, yeah, we gotta that? step up. You, it's just, but How's that, that that's you? why we're so successful in life yeah. because we go extra, we yeah. go hard. It's just, is it the same? Are you always on? Uh, 
I'm not always on, but that's because I don't have the energy to be always on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I'm in sales too, so I gotta be. Yeah, but I mean, in a lot of ways, for me, it's either I'm on or I'm just like completely off, right? Like if I if I go into certain spaces and I'm like, I gotta be here, then then I can be. But and I think it's just interesting, even just as a comparison, because Marvin is darker than I am. Mm-hmm. And I think even just like kind of like if you think of like culturally, right? So like we grew up in lots of ways like it, black, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were we're we're biracial, but like our dad is black. We grew up like in Memphis with that extended family, so in some ways we did have kind of like that black experience growing up. But in other ways we we did it, and I think in part of it, like me in particular, because I always kind of gravitated towards. Like the things that like it's now okay to be black. Like it's okay yeah. to be a, a black nerd now, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's okay yeah. to be. Do you remember black. that moment where someone came out and was just like, "I fuck with DBC," and every black person was like, "Fuck <laughs> yes!" What's DBC? Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Oh. You ever oh, say oh, <laughs> like it? And everyone's yeah. just like, "Oh, Naruto." Yeah. yeah. You see someone running with their arms back and shit <laughs> like that. You're just like, "Yeah, yeah." I but and that's and that's in the black culture and the black society because growing so up, who made it okay? I was like, nervous. I was, oh, I, was in, I was in all of that too. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, I would be embarrassed. I'm like, fuck, man, my boy's going to look at me like kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking rock now. I yeah. think so much mm-hmm. of it, though, as far as, because I think a lot of this, like, cultural shift is tied up into, like, larger social trends. Because you think, look at some, like, Afrofuturism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the kind of, like, yeah, the story scary. behind that is like really we tough. have to reimagine ourselves into these stories that we weren't in in the first place exactly. and have that imagination wow. to be in these segments of life that we weren't allowed to be in before right because yeah. it's not so yeah. I look at this thing and I say the same thing with like homophobia and this like nerd stuff like it might be coming from your own community but it's like because I think people look at it sometimes like with, like with the homophobia thing and this is something I like to bring up every chance I give people like because, like, we talk about, like, oh, you know, especially yeah, the black community is homophobic. But, like, if you look at, like, the actual data, like, the the mm-hmm. like the, the social science research on it, like, black communities are actually, if you control for religion. Right? Yeah. And that's the thing. They're that's, like, incredibly like, homophobic. Yeah. When you have religion, though. But if you control for religion, mm-hmm. we're actually less homophobic. Really? I've, yeah. I've always, I'm glad to hear you say we're that. Just I've, always, yeah. I've always uh, maintained that. But I, I didn't have any academic authority to cite for it, but I just know that some of our our maybe pathological behavior is is sort of a, it's not to discount or to put blame on our uh, situation as oppressed or conquered people, uh, but some of it is, um, you know, like a, a an effect from having a, um, a malady in our psychology in general due to our whole, almost entirely all of our culture here in America being sort of coping mechanism more, more than an authentic culture right so you don't never you never know what's peeking through you don't know when west africa is peeking through mm. or a response to having lost your identity you don't know what it is we do so much fly shit and strange stuff that a lot of it um me personally i don't know what to attribute it to but about homophobia i've always noticed that i don't think that i think that all of our worst responses um, in regards to lack of acceptance or homophobia, all came from Christianity. Outside of that, I don't. There's no evidence in our um, motherland cultures, if you will, where we had a problem with. I can any, I can say that like there was a problem with real? it. Not but in Nigeria, you mean? In Nigeria, yes. Before European encounters, that part I don't know, but yeah. I do know that 
people would get it would be hard to find it would be hard to find like written evidence to the contrary but it would be even just as hard to find uh what do you call it affirming evidence Mm -hmm. if you go pre-european influence as well you know the interesting thing though is that in a lot of the European, well, mainly like Greek and Roman cultures, yeah, yeah. that was encouraged in some places. Like right. it was just a thing. It was almost a right a power kind of thing. You know, if you yeah. had money, you had boys. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If you were in the military, it was encouraged to have a male lover because if that. you saw them die, that before, you would yeah. fight that much harder. Yeah. So that part, it blows my mind that, mm-hmm. you know, Christianity obviously came from those places where did the mm-hmm. switch get turned where that wasn't okay? Exactly. And then it that's affected. exactly what I'm talking about. Some, something, <clears throat> something just, well, amongst a lot of things, it's kind of special about the West and how, how it's a psychology developed. Something happened there, you know. Yeah. And certainly commercialism, something to do with it. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, I one of the you, perverse when they're motivated. By do that. you find yourself kind of angered at the European... Just how they obviously just dominate it, mm-hmm. you know, the Native Americans, uh-huh. and now that they dominate the U.S. culture, it's like yeah. we're just entertainment. Mm-hmm. We're just entertainment for, you know, mm-hmm. society. So I think sometimes, me personally, I, I think I become more angered sometimes, mm-hmm. but I, it's not necessarily an anger because it's, it's our culture. It is who it is, but uh-huh. it's more like a kind of an anger towards not modern day white yeah obviously but it's kind of oh, like yeah. man you just oh yeah it, it's you, you've you literally destroyed yeah I said I you know what I mean does, yes does I that make I sense did. I think I did it's it's not that I'm, we're, I'm hatred towards any yeah. race or whites obviously but it's kind of like but you gotta acknowledge yeah. shit that yeah. happens yeah. The exactly people. yeah that's yeah. right that's right uh, that's why I find myself I think saying western a lot I don't know what else to say but I know there's some there's some um, unique contributions to the globe from this part of the world, but also some um, very unique, uh, uniquely destructive contributions exactly. too that uh, that I don't know how are in recorded history um, uh, that are as pronounced as they are here in the sure. West. You know, everyone kind of had wars, everyone fought back and forth, everybody gets their ass kicked in sure. history. You know, but um, there's some really unique things about what happened in this part of the world and so you can't help but wonder about them and for that reason i um i sometimes find myself being uh, not just critical of especially western academia and western institutions of thought mm-hmm. something because for that reason so much of it is brilliant but so much of it is in- inspired by conquest mm-hmm. and i have to always indict that and, and you know, kind of be critical of it, but it's it's not something that we we necessarily study uh, with deliberation okay. in this part of the world. So we sound kind of crazy because people say, well, you know, where's where's this rep- represented at in academia? And, and um, it won't be. Yeah. And that's another like sort of light bulb curiosity too, because of the authors and things that I read that treat this topic seriously. None of them. Or in the United States, you know, you have to, you know, ask for the book at Barnes and Noble. Or, mm-hmm. But in European colleges, they're they're commonplace. So it makes you wonder, you know, how much of that has to do with so so much of what. Here's how here's how you can say it. so much of what Americans' culture is is predicated on 
America's destructive, successful conquest of all these different mm. peoples. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, you can't separate the two. Yeah. So it's just like Marcus just said, you can't talk about it without talking about it. And you have to be able to talk about it without saying that you're hating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I deal with it all the time, even in the corporate world. Um, examples I've maybe verbalized on the podcast before, but what we're going, what we're doing when we're at work is a protraction of what was a microcosmic protraction of what was successfully done here in the West in general, you know, to establish the rather cool society we have. Well, there's some some stuff that's starting to expire, you know what I mean? And we gotta trace that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you have the same heart disease, generation, 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 and you find out, oh, you guys are very you're doing this thing all the same too. You just didn't realize it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It ain't, it's not necessarily even as hereditary as you might have thought. It's something that you're consistently mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Well, America's that way too. There's some <clears throat> things that we that are part of our identity and our culture that are consistently require this suppression of other people mm-hmm. and of the minorities and stuff. And that's what we're we're starting to learn to address right now. Lately, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're doing a good job of it too. We're moving along, but it's just surprising to those people who have, for whatever reason, um, had the exact opposite experience of Marvin and Marcus, where they, um, I was saying this to um, Gambia when we were driving home from uh, Bowling Green yesterday, like, one thing I realized when I have to do that uh, eye-opening moment with someone in my leadership or something at work, a white person, <laughs> is what I realized that, that, that they're doing is, I was actually talking about this guy that wouldn't stop letting his dog go in my yard. And we had been cordial and kind of met each other and shook hands and hey neighbor kind of thing. What I realized is when you don't have, when you've never had to be in an environment that wasn't completely all about you or where you were the one in control or dominant, then you don't know what, you think that everything aligns with your sensibility. So because he and I are cordial, he wasn't like pushing the boundary, which is how I take it. Mm. But he thought that I would be okay with, with that his happening. dog going because we were and it's wild yeah. and that brings me to I'm gonna shut up about this what James Baldwin said in response to that was that was so brilliant to kind of tie this all together is one of the most condescending things about being a marginalized person or being someone oppressive whatever in America is that the arrogance of the dominant society is that they think that like you think like them or that mm-hmm. you want to be like them or because they're effective mm-hmm. and successful at conquering you. In that culture, the 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 end justify the means. Mm. So it must be that you want what I want too. They never mm. consider that. I don't, maybe <clears throat> I don't want to live like this, you know. Mm. Or maybe I don't find it necessary to um have this uh, uh sophisticated of a, uh, expression of my values if it involves hurting other people. Mm. And so that guy with his dog in my yard is kind of like that. He didn't think. That that anyone could like he can't put themselves in someone else's shoes. If you want to walk your dog through, he walked straight horizontally through my yard. He didn't go out to the sidewalk mm-hmm. and then let the leash go. You know, he walked straight through. I thought, man, I, I finally had to like pop the garage and kind of tell him, hey man, could you stop doing that? Mm-hmm. But I don't think he ever thought. How did he take? Is he a younger guy or older guy? Or? Around my age, around my age, he took it real yeah. well. But I didn't, I didn't do it the way I would normally do it either. Something <clears> else I've been practicing. I kind of capitulated. Like I, I try to, I, I'm, I emulate what I see other people do because mm-hmm. I've been working on it lately. Instead of, you know, we have such a big hill to climb with the angry black guy thing. You got to tear that down. And um, like, and I've never been good at that, never cared to. But lately I've been more, a little bit more uh, aware and paying attention to it. So I try to 
like laughingly say something. That's what I notice people mm-hmm. do to me. Uh, I have no problem with hard conversations or conflict, but I mm-hmm. notice most people do. And so I did what someone would have done to me at work and it worked. Yeah. I just kind of laughingly, jokingly said it like, hey man, like don't let him go in my yard. Let him yeah. go over there in the woods. Yeah. And he kind of laughed and said, oh, but he likes your tree. I thought, oh, he really I, argued no, that. No, that's right? what he said. That's oh, what he said. He checked how, how rude is that? He His idea was my dog likes peeing on your tree. So that's why I might do it. It was never, it was all from his perspective. I've taken this in probably a real crazy tangent. No. Uh, but I had a point I was making mm-hmm. uh, relative to something. That Mark, he wants you out of the neighborhood. That he was ah, saying it. He was like, get <laughs> out of here later. Politely. Just sometimes very surprising to me how, how our, um, you know, how our mind, well, the perspectives that Absolutely. people are holding, when you really carefully walk through it, yeah, then you, 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 it's always surprising to me that it's as simple as that they've not had to. And I'm thinking of what we've heard from Marcus and Marvin today, you know, is a prime example of that on top of all the other, you know, uh, marginalization stuff they have to yeah. deal with. It's being in situations all the time where you've got to adjust to kind of survive that yes. situation. And to be um, for your own mental sake, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And we have people in our society that 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 never had to do that. Yep. And so we come. There's no better word than words like privilege and stuff, yeah. which I hate to use, but that's the thing they don't get. Yeah. They don't know they've never been anywhere where as soon as you come in the store, like I am, and with a lot of money in my pocket, I still have to be very careful that they're like. Hey, I'm in aisle five, you know, and I'm oh, like, I don't yeah. know what I'm looking for, yeah. but I certainly ain't stealing anything. Do you catch yourself but making a point? And I hate to cut you off. But mm-hmm. Do you make it a point to say, hey, yeah, all like, the time. I want to talk to you and say, hey, I got a question about something. All the time. And make eye contact. And, yeah, all and the time. So constantly. I, I do it all the time. time. Yeah. Kalu does something more like uh, what you mentioned. Biddy's an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, Kalu does the thing. He'll just like out nice people. Yeah. Right? yeah. Out front. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just, described yourself you got doing to. it you got earlier. To. You got and, to. Um, and uh, that's something I don't do. But because I think I can intellectually solve yeah. everything, I do make efforts to break awkwardness. Yeah. And I'll find myself doing things like that, like making them know I'm here yeah. and sort of finding a reason to tell you, hey, I'm about to go back yeah. in the corner mm-hmm. of your store and disappear. Because yeah. I'm shopping, I really don't know what I'm looking for, but I don't want that awkward situation yeah. of you fishing around or something to keep eye on me because when I receive that energy, the way I'm going to respond, it's not going to be cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I do do that. And I don't it's, a, know it's a very dangerous right line that you tow whenever you have the if you want to call it the the pressure of of being black, because you do have to, you do end up having to out nice or be on all the time. Yeah. But then it puts you in a position where if you're doing something out of the generosity of your heart or whatever, it's always going to be in the back of your head. Like, I hope they realize, like, there's a black man that did that for him or something. And it's fucked up. Yeah. Because it takes away from me being a decent person. So, yeah. like, for example, mm-hmm. we... Um, uh, we were uh, out to eat some of my uh, co-workers and there was someone that was it was a single mother that was um, I'm, I'm just assuming she was a single mother mm-hmm. or something like that who was eating dinner with her with her kids or eating lunch with her kids and you know I said hey I'm going to take care of that meal for them yeah, yeah 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 and so did that and they were country you know and I, it felt fine at first but afterwards I was just like I'm sure and I was joking with my co-workers that she was probably like you know what Black people aren't so bad when you're, you know, like it's it's kind of fucked up that yeah. like 
that we're at that point and that's the kind of like and so it's almost like well there's almost an element of like this self-deprecating humor or something like that where even when i'm doing a good thing i still somehow put myself lower than someone but then it also if i'm really feeling myself i'll do something nice just to show every motherfucker in the room that like i'm like it's trying to like alpha mail them or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like there was the moment where we went to um, a very fancy restaurant here in, in, in town. And uh, the owner is, is one of my friends. And I knew that we were in a restaurant. Like there was just me in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, there was just a lot of people. I was in there with, with my wife, you know, and that's the other thing. Well, they, you know, people will also tend to look at you different. If you're yeah. with, um, they almost seem to look at you think less of you if you're with someone of another race especially if they're white you know what i mean it's it's just that one of those things we're always both on when we're out in public you know we're extra nice even when we don't give a fuck about you like yep. we're always <laughs> being like super this that and the other so when my boy came and because you know, they were like because the waiters and waiters was like oh clues here you know let me go get yeah, yeah. let me go get josh and you know he comes out and i make sure i'm, I'm talking louder yep i make sure everyone sees me I make sure that all this other stuff, I'm that like, fat tip is coming. Yeah, in. I'm like, me and me and Josh are like just talking about life, and I'm saying, yeah. tell him I'm proud of you, man. I'm doing like like yeah, a yeah. father would tell his son, you know what I mean? Like, I'm proud of you, brother. Yeah. You're doing great things, you know. Then everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah. you know, he's he's, you know. Then of course you b- give a big fat tip or something like that, yeah. And then you're like, all right, I've done my good deed, but it's so fucking taxing it having is. to do that and live very like that taxing. all the time. It's very very taxing. And so what I, one thing I was going to ask you. Before I forget, was you guys had both agreed that you're always on, you're always having to go. There's no time to slow down and think about your emotions and all this other kind of stuff. Do you? Well, it used to be that was the mindset. No, it kind of still is. Okay. Well, oh, do you, yeah, yeah. Do you it's, think it's... that's because a lot of times we view ourselves in sort of a race, and as black people, we tend to start further. It seems like we're starting further behind everyone else. So to stop and think about your emotions is is like in, it's almost like there's a connection with that and slowing down where everyone else has the privilege to slow down and say oh i'm taking a mental health day or i'm taking a yeah, you know taking away from like i just need to unplug from all of work like when the yeah. fuck does that happen for us it just doesn't so like then, it seems like it can't happen one of the things that i've experienced a, a few times throughout my life is kind of like where i'm whether it's like at at my jobs, at my work, or, like, things with school, or just, like, other professional things that I'm doing, where, like, I'm just doing even what I think sometimes is, like, the bare minimum, where I'm like, oh, shit, like, I didn't do great on that, but then when I yeah. get feedback on things, and people, people are like, oh, my God, you were talking about a bottle of, I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. That's, like, the bare minimum for you me. You set and like the bar a, low it, for you? Yeah, well, yeah. well I think, I'm, I'm not sure if the bar is set low for me and I don't, I'm not sure if right. I think that's necessarily the yeah. case. It's just that the bar is low. And I think to the your point of what you were saying, like we have okay. to kind of, we have to exceed that bar yeah. to the point yeah. where like, that's yeah. like, I was going to say, like if, you, if you, what you felt about that mark is, do you think it's that phenomena of we have to do 300% as much to get the same consideration? Therefore, people think, is that that? Or what, what do you think is going on when you get that response from people? So I get it a lot too. But I get it in that other sort of, I don't know what you call it. I find it could be my ego. I just think it's kind of sending. What's this thing when, like, when you get, when you're called articulate? Mm. That God. thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why am I articulate? I speak the Queen's English like everyone else. I don't even speak it that well. But, like, 
what what makes what make is it that you expect less from my ability to communicate? Well, um, that's a problem. Well, what if it's not that? What if you are um, you think my choice of words is outside normal, or whatever? That's still not good because again, mm-hmm. you're expecting your frame of reference or your sensibilities, your perspective to be met all the time. Both things bother me. I don't know which one it is. When you spoke just a minute about when you do something, what, what are you? What were you? What do you think's going on there? So I mean, I think it can go both ways, right? I think on one hand, it it can be that there's that expectation that yeah. I'm not going to do as well. Okay. But I think there's also, in some ways, it, there's, so it, it can be that in some situations, and then but in other situations, on the other hand, I I think it can be that whatever that bar is, what other people are doing, that yeah. is by default that I, in my mind, I'm like, I need to do more and better okay. than what everybody else is doing. Yes. Just like by default. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Possibly that, to avoid that number yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think both of it, like, I'm not sure if they, sure. I don't think they yeah. operate separately. That's okay. right. Right. Sure. Of course. But I, I, I was wondering that too, if that were where you're going with it, because I, I sometimes explain it that way to, you know, whenever the situation comes about, like when people want to know, you know, like, um, you know, no, I'm not trying to show off or anything, but there's a couple. It's the default. Well, for yeah, me, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you got to work hard. You gotta yeah, that's, that's right. I do have a, my, a, my other question for you all is you all, you said you have a German mother. Mm-hmm. How has that been being a white German lady going into <laughs> the a, a family like yours? And you said she was in Memphis and everything like that. And how old is your mother? How long? 50, 60, uh, she's like 64. 64. So she's she's a generation removed. Well, she is the following generation of the World War II generation, or maybe a generation. So our after. grandfather was uh, in the Nazi youth. Okay, he was so that, yeah. Oh, yeah it's know. like the Hitler. Like with yeah. like like in our culture, so that's how black and yeah, German. Yeah. Like we, you don't talk about things because it's hurt. Yeah. It, it hurts. So for uh, Christmas, I'm getting the DNA test. By the way. So obviously in our family, it's you're Native American. You know, you're you're part of this. No, we're not. Yeah. No, we're not. I'm gonna find out for sure. It's not that. It's we're we're not wanting to acknowledge the fact that hey, yes, we were raped. Yeah. Well, one of my uncles. I'll go ahead. Correct. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm like no, that that picture of uh, Mama Ocean him. That ain't no. That's not a, a Native American. She was raped by. X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. And because in the black society, we don't talk about things like that because, hey, it's history. It is what it is, but we don't want to talk about it because it hurts. Mm. It hurts that, hey, um, the family member over here who was feeding us, who was clothing us in the middle of the night, they would come in there and have their way. Mm. And obviously, it's history. And I understand that's where we are today as a, you know, as a society. Does it hurt to this day? Yeah, it, it still hurts. Why we do that, we don't talk about things. Mm. It's so important in order to be comfortable in life, we've got to be uncomfortable. We've yeah. got to grow. And I think things like your guys show that you're doing is beyond, beyond much needed in, in our society today versus being the, it, oh, it, oh man, I'm, I'm too, I'm too hard. I'm too cool to talk about things. Like it's very detrimental to yeah. your health. I mean, mm. it's, and I'm going to be honest, probably within the last year. Instead of doing what I was supposed to do, because I'm supposed to be a good Christian, I'm supposed to be a good father. I'm supposed to, which I'm always be trying to be a good husband. You know what I mean? Or because it's basically you're being a good soldier. Mm-hmm. Don't ask questions. You just do it. 
Like my wife, she's, well, why don't you talk back? Why don't you say something? Why don't you talk back? I just, you understand how we just, like when I get pulled over, I'm automatically thinking, damn, they fuck with me, man. Yeah. Damn, she's like, why don't you just tell them why? I was like, honey, you can't, you don't understand. Yeah. Like, I'm expecting Man, them to, to drop something she, in my car. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, under, yeah. I'm like, damn, they about to fuck Did me. Did y'all see Queen and Slam? No, I haven't no, seen it. Like, I'm, 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 I'm expecting that. them to do no, something to me. It's like, oh, you got this white girl? You got the white girl with you? Okay, I got you. I got you. Because it's, it's automatically going to be the, I'm going to overpower you just because you, you've taken our white girl. Yeah. And Amen. do you get that? So you know I what have, I mean. I have I haven't been pulled over with with Elizabeth in the car, but I do remember one moment when I was uh, when I was younger. I was about sixteen years old, and I was with my my girlfriend. We were in like a parking lot. Like, she white or what? She was white. <laughs> we were making out like kids do, and all that yeah, kind of yeah, shit, yeah. you know. And so it was at uh, and a police officer pulls up behind my car. And so we're like, oh shit, you know, like, you know, yeah, straighten yeah, yeah. up, don't look like, yeah. you know, like, don't get me out of the car, I'm half yeah. chubbing, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, um, so the, the, Why the officer, like, yeah. Well, yeah, the officer is just like, <laughs> love you, bro, I love my brother, well, he's just like, um, he sees me. And the first thing I was like, I'm going to be like as nice as possible. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, mm-hmm. yeah. approach him, get out of the car and yeah. approach oh, him. No. He was yeah. like, get back in the car. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You know, yeah. and he comes up and he's asking her how old she is and asked like, just assuming that, you know, we're, yeah. we're only six months apart, you know, like all that kind of stuff. That was the only time I dealt with that. And then I've ha- I had one other moment where, um, uh, a, a cop called me son and just it pissed me Ooh. off real bad like he, he was we were at a spot you know in Nashville Road how it starts off two lanes well, this was in, Bal- this yeah. was in both times were in Bowling wow. Nashville Road mm-hmm. it merges into one lane mm-hmm. do you remember that like right up there near uh, um, Walgreens and the dollar store or whatever as you're oh, going yeah, towards still West there. yeah still there yeah yeah it's so right there by campus yeah, yeah so it merged okay. into like one chain. lane yeah, yeah and so the cop was on this side and I merged in behind him. And yeah. so it was maybe like 50 yards or so before I like slowed down or whatever. It, Cause I just switched lanes over behind him. He pulls his lights on, whips in the other lane, gets behind me and pulls me over following too closely. And he's like, he comes up, he's like, and this dude is probably my age or so. And he's mm-hmm. like, son, you got somewhere you got to be a lot sooner. And I was just like, what? He said, you were following me awful closely. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he said, I can ju- all I can see was your headlights in the thing, you know? And I was like, uh, I li- I had nothing to say. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? See, I couldn't just allow that moment. I, I, I dude, I, like, he, he was well, inappropriate. Well, he was just like, he said, uh, he, he, he was like, I'm not going to give you a ticket here. So he's, you know, wants me to be merciful, like. No. Oh, you know, I'm not yeah, going to give you a ticket, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. uh you didn't have your proper insurance showed right here. And I was like, this was at the time where it was just a new thing to have your insurance card on an app on mm-hmm. their phone. And so like I guess mine just I think mine yeah. did not come in, but like the the updated thing was on my mm-hmm. State Farm app and he just wasn't he wanted an actual Thank for card. Mercy. Yeah, this, he, he this, sure this, did. This, I, I had to jump off. Yeah, this goes back to, and it's not his fault. Yeah, that's just what it, it's been inherited, passed yeah. down through DNA. That hey, you black man. Yeah, 
you're going to plead and you're going to beg for forgiveness yeah. and sorry. Well, I didn't you do that. Do I just kind of took it. Well, so in you the know. situation that you brought up when you were younger, mm-hmm. as where you kind of like stepped out of the car, yeah. do you think as uh, first generation? Yes. I mean, do you think that experience impacted as, as opposed to being like African-American yeah. where you brought up, you're like from day one, you brought up like, this is what yeah. they did, like the talk, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that impacted? Like, uh, did you yeah. not have that talk and that experience? No, That's we never had that, that. We never had that talk. And I've said this in, in different episodes before. My experience is not like the other. I've always known where my roots have come from. Uh, we did not experience slavery like mm. everyone else did. So I have a sense of empathy when I'd be like, man, I I can see why black people don't fucking like a lot of you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if <clears throat> if they're and I had this conversation with someone uh, two days ago, where they were saying how they were in a car lot and it was on a, a forum that I'm on with sales professionals. They were in a car lot and someone came in and said they didn't want to deal with a, a white person. They just wanted to have a black salesperson there. So I was trying to explain like, look it's not there they aren't being racist so there's a bunch of and i'm using the term privileged people that Mm -hmm. was like they are being racist Mm -hmm. and i was like look i thought of it as like they are they're scared they're you i can't help that people have i can't help being like okay with the fact that many black people just have an inherent distrust for white people like there's a lot of shit that's happened it hasn't been all roses and sunshine and all that kind of stuff so of course they're not going to all the way be trustful of, of white people. And then I said, look, if you abuse a dog a bunch or abuse an animal and an animal comes up there and certain people will trigger it and make it want to snap at you or anything like that, like you don't say it's a bad, you don't say the animal's bad. Most people will say, oh man, they've been through some shit. Mm, absolutely. And then they'll try and pair them with someone who will at least help be a part of the solution. Maybe say, hey, that guy's like, he's actually a pretty good dude. He's someone that you want to work with or something like that. And then just going from there and trying to be part of the healing process. As and, opposed and I know, to just saying I know that you don't racist. mean to compare black yeah. people to animals when you say No, that. no, no. That's yeah. not what I mean. <laughs> but, 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 I know you but I'm saying, that, but if you hurt someone enough, if you abuse well, a child. Well, well, yeah, well it's, I, it's, I, like to, well, I like to always emphasize that it's it's happening in real time. It's not because of what was done a long time ago. And it is happening people, in real time, yeah. They're experiencing it every single yeah. day. That's why it's important. And to, to uh, um, Marvin's point, one thing, I, one thing I've realized recently is like, um, I think maybe Trevor Noah or someone said it because of how well South Africa, well, not how well, but how transparent yes. their healing process was. Yeah, and truth and reconciliation. That, yeah. that everyone's a victim. That's mm-hmm. very helpful because... Mm-hmm. That officer, in order to respond to you that way and have what they call that humble scenario, mm-hmm. you've heard someone say, oh, I got arrested on humble. You ever heard anyone mm-hmm. say that? It's when the officer would just to establish himself, he would just pick someone to arrest to humble them just to remind you because it mm. helps. It helps manage crime in very bad areas, but it's very, very abusive. It's very wow. bad. You're just arresting it to make sure that, you know, like they say- Just to put prison, people in check? Yeah, you like pick the yeah. tough guy and fight him. The officers will do that. You'll see, you know, they got to watch the block or something, Baltimore, New York, somewhere where it's, you know, very block heavy like mm-hmm. that. And they'll go do that. Just shake it up to keep people reminded, you know, who's the biggest gangsters or whatever. If the officer that you spoke about a minute ago, Kalu, was responding to you that way, in order to sustain that kind of reaction, he has to have some perception of you different than the one you have of your own. Mm. So we've got to ask what's sustaining that. Yeah. And to the point of the example of a person coming into the car lot and wanting a... Bu- they're not 
they're not emotionally feeling that way because something that happened 60 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Something's they, they, going some shit on that happened every earlier. Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Because human makes beings, sense. We, get, we can heal. We can get past up. Mm-hmm. We have to know that the, the system we take for granted and we think is normal is perverse already. Mm-hmm. And it's predicated on, on perfected violence. We just got to know that. It, it's like, like that monitor behind you or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a marvel of technology, but if you w- rewind it backwards and see what it takes to get that thing that's made, children are working on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the kids working on from. it. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like that. It just happens to be an inanimate object. Where biological creatures work that way too. Everything that reminds us and re- um, makes us recall that poor treatment—it's going going on all the time. So that's mm. why a person comes in. Yeah. I have to say that because we we do this thing where we create distance between what the catalyst is for our response to being oppressed, but it ain't no distance. It's still mm-hmm. going on right mm-hmm. now. Like the systems we're operating are still that way. Can you imagine I, I, uh, having to be put in a situation? I'm sorry, Mark, I didn't mean to catch up. But to be put in a situation to be like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be Kalu. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be Mark. And I'm not going to go hard. I'm not going to go extra. I'm not going to intentionally talk and make small talk with the police officer because like, if I don't do that, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just want to be pulled over one day and be like. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot I, I of don't, people I don't want to feel like I have to. You see, you see that happen. Dude, I, I know my rights. Yeah, dude. dude I, I, I start fighting with you. I can't do that, though. I would love to be able to do that. I'm like, dude. It, yeah. It's. Yeah, last time I did that, I got you know the fat mean? beat out of me. Like, Seriously? Yeah. Well, I mean, to that, what do you, so I, have two, I would love so, to do that. One, so one thing to kind of real quick talk about the history and heritage. So one of our uncles did like a genealogy in our family. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. related to the McCain's, like John yeah. and Megan and them, like, yeah. cool. you know, wow. obviously through like ownership. So. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, when, when we look at our history, that's what we see, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to go back to something you said earlier about like, so, it, and it, like in the, the context of this whole conversation and uh-huh. the, the point about calling things what they are. So you had mentioned that you don't uh-huh. like to use the word privilege. Yes. And so I'm like, what, can you tell me about like why? What is the... Only as an intellectual, I want more precise language. I uh-huh. think it's great that we have that handle privilege, but I think it's an echo of a failed address it of a really subtle but pervasive situation such that we don't have language to talk about it. There's a reason why we can't, we don't know how to talk about it, but it's there mm, all yeah. the time. It won't go away. And the we'll problem with the using news. the term privilege but, is that it just gets thrown now all over the place. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like by people that shouldn't be, what, what, well, by, what, be talking about. All of those, um, what do you call it? It's not post. I'm, I'm trying to find yet another term that I don't know. No. Well, the safe spaces, privilege, like trigger, yeah. all that terminology, mm-hmm. I say was kind of born out of Gen Z. Kind of it's kind of young stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it's be it's the fault of the preceding generations that there's no appropriate language to talk about what we know is an issue. So it makes it easy to dismiss mm-hmm. and easy to not give a proper and that's what I mean. I hate it that the best thing I can think of is the word privilege because really it takes me like 20 minutes to describe this circumstance, but it's going on 10 times a day for me. I just, there's not a word for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've even had serious heavy academics like um, uh, Marimba Ani, like make up words for that to your point of uh, black futurism. Well, she's an academic, a serious academic, but um, 
she she said, look, we got to have our own language. So she borrowed language from Nigeria and mm-hmm. some of the older mother tongues to like describe these situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the name of her book is a is Yurugu. Mm-hmm. It's um same word exists with the same meaning um in Japan. Um, it survived, you know. Uh, wow. And so, but it just means a creature whose like development or whatever is incomplete. And it's the general term that to give to the what I call the psychological malady in the European psychology that formed this part of the world. Like what's missing that you could carry on that way? What's wrong with you that you could say, create a nuclear bomb? Mm. What a, what an interesting expression yeah. of intellect, mm. you know, utter destruction. It has no purpose other than to be destructive. Yeah. What's wrong with somebody that would do that? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have good language for those kind of things. And that's what I meant. Sorry to take up on tell. That's what I meant yeah. by that. I'm glad that the language is there. I, I just wish it was because it people don't get it when you say that. Yeah. Especially the you people who ask me a question. Touch uh, and hold the right ear button. <laughs> wow. She triggered. Yeah. Well, yeah. Reason why, like, I, I bring it up because this is yeah. one of those things that I kind of struggle with sometimes too. Because yes. I like, and so like when I'm like, so coming in here, I was like, okay, I'm going to be like this radical leftist coming in. Like, <laughs> and like Jen listens to the podcast. I'm like, okay, these guys got good politics. Who listens like, to what now? When I listen to the podcast, okay, I'm like, you guys got generally good politics, but I feel like I'm a little bit, you know, further off. You so, love Chris. So like when I hear that, like, so on the one hand, like... It, in some ways, like I think about it, like, you know, it's like, you know, within the black community, it's like there's certain things that we talk about amongst ourselves mm-hmm. that aren't for everybody. Right. And the same thing with some of that stuff. Like I look at because, you know, I, I, I'm in university, right? So I'm a mm-hmm. graduate student, but I spend time with like undergrads and I uh, spend some time on our campus, the LGBTQ center on campus. Right. So these are like 1920. These these are the kids that you're talking about are using, yeah. using this yeah. language. Yes. And on the one hand, I'm like, I kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, OK, like. <laughs> To my colleagues and my peers, especially other yeah. like queer or uh, peers of color, or whatnot. But like at the end of the day, when I look at what they're doing, and I listen, and I sit with these young people, and I hear them talk about their mental health issues, and yeah. they're talking about their feelings and their experiences and things that are, that they're going on, and they need. I mean, as physically as the space, like this center, and we have an African American mm-hmm. uh, center on campus to the ARCC. So the, there's these spaces that. They're yeah. safe spaces. Like people don't like the, the term safe space, but that's that is what it is. And I think in some ways they do get overused, but in, mm-hmm. but I think what what's the, the cause versus the benefit? So going back mm-hmm. to like with Marvin and myself, if we talk about these prior generations, the baby boomers mm-hmm. generation and so on, that these generations of like but the, this masculinity and we don't talk about things and we mm-hmm. it's not we we can't talk about mental health or mental illness or things like that versus what these kids are doing now. Mm-hmm. And people like to look at it and say, Oh, these kids are sensitive and they're weak and then this, mm-hmm. that and the other but it's like what so what's the trade-off so the kids these days we might look at them as being as weak but maybe they're just speaking the things that we couldn't when we were mm-hmm. that age right so, so if you look at just one more point yeah, 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 so if you look good. at like what we kind of consider like deviant or bad behavior with these kids so like doing drugs and drinking and having sex and all these things that like mm-hmm. we probably did in our mm-hmm. generation this newer generation is doing less of that yes, so that means like so like they have a different coping mechanism and it might look weak to older generations or we might look at it and roll really eyes to older generations. Yeah, really good but point. Yeah. they're healthier in, in that way. They're not out drinking and drugging yeah. and doing all this crazy shit because they, they can talk about their feelings. Yeah. And they wow. Have so here's, they, a, here's yes. the thing that I wonder though because the, the one metric that yeah, seems to define the success of a nation has always been for the longest time unless it's changing 
I feel it's changing has been pr- productivity, production. And the reason why I, the reason why I feel like so many of the older generations mm-hmm. tend to shit on the younger generations is because they sacrifice that productivity for finding peace with yourself. And so a lot of times they see these kids and they're like, you guys aren't doing anything. <clears throat> but we, they are. But yeah, <clears throat> damn, I guess it looks different. differently. But yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It looks differently. So how do we get to a point where what they're doing can actually be seen and heard and felt by the people who, in my opinion, kind of run shit? That's just what it is. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you can have all the nice ideas and good feelings, but mm-hmm. you're not running a business. And that's the thing that, or you're not running the show, mm-hmm. if you will. It's someone who See, thinks less of you that's creating. It's yeah. you said that actually. What's that? You oh. said that the people in, in mm-hmm. your work uh-huh. are it like they create these more very, or these very, mm-hmm. you know, liberal, very progressive environments for people. Yes. But it's environments that they themselves could not live in yep. because that's just not how they work. But they're good at creating an environment they pe- to keep people somewhat controlled, if you will. Like to keep them happy so that they're still able to somewhat produce and hit your bottom yeah. line and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's a shit that seems very dangerous to me. What's is, much dangerous? Is the fact that so many people are wanting to have a lot of the the safe spaces and, and yeah. the other things, but it seems yeah. like it's coming at the cost of solving major issues. Like right. We, right. you and I agree, technology right. doesn't give a shit about your emotions. Yeah. And I think that if there's That's a right. lot of stuff that needs to get solved in the world, yeah. we have to check ourselves at the door. Well, my, and, my, my greater point when I said that mm-hmm. was, was you might, you have to remember how I finished that. Mm-hmm. I was describing that same dichotomy you described there. It's, it's, it's challenging. You see that there may be a, for lack of a better way to say it, some diminishing return on how comfortable we've made Gen Z. But I feel just like yesterday I was listening to the the Snoop Dogg album, the one where he's got the dog on top of the doghouse. Yeah. It was amazing. I can't remember yeah. what it's called, but I just remember how all the adults were responding to it. So much cussing and yeah. misogyny. I was like, hi, this is great. I love this. Man. Why don't yeah. you like this? How can you not like music? I'm saying that to say that that's how close to 20 years I feel at 38 years old. I feel like I was just going having this conversation with who was then my elders, right? My aunts and uncles. So for that reason, I am not at all willing to detach or give up on the generation who's coming up behind me. I know that I'm responsible for whatever state. Mm -hmm. If my nieces and nephews are playing a little bit too many video games and they don't know how to build a doghouse or fix a chair on a bike like I did, I will take 100% of that on Because they're a response to us. Well, well, yeah, yeah. And that way it does two things. It leaves me in a position of service, which is the one I want to ultimately be in. I might be grumpy Uncle Mark the whole time. Like, man, I don't even know how to, you know what I mean? Fix a refrigerator or something like that. But but at the same time, I know there's something in that pendulum swing that we've got to reconcile. And the more sophisticated thing that humans can do, that other creatures can do, is communicate. So I like I like what Marcus just said to that point. They may be doing what looks like too much of non-activity to us, but they're also doing the most of the most supreme thing that humans can do. You get yeah. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. no, no one else can do that. No one else can sit down like we're doing right now yeah. and like, all right, let's figure out how to solve the, the next 10 years. Chimps and apes yeah. can't do that. You know what I mean? So I wanted to make that clear so there wasn't a misunderstanding of what sure. I was doing. It's Makes a dichotomy sense, yeah. I struggle with. It works at work as well, but at the same time, I know that um, I'm losing my train of thought. But I know that it's it is it can't be a divorce between me and the generation uh, that's coming up behind me because then you know 
Yeah. Can you ever remember a time where we were able to have discussions like this? Because Mm -hmm. I don't remember any of like having any type of discussions. It was always about sports, women, weed. Not one time. Did we say, hey, what can we do to be better? Yeah. I, I tried now, really hard to have can that we discussion at the barbershop like two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> like, but it's like, it's just, it, it's, it's, like yeah. in, in our culture growing up, especially with us, it was like, you know, you were soft. You know, you were you were a bitch if you mm-hmm. talked about, hey, let's, you know what, that's that's probably not the right thing to do. Let's, let's, yeah, man. let's, let's, let's see how we can become a little more intelligent and not have to be the stereotypical, uh, let's be the black military kid that yeah. just stays in trouble who does this. Let's let's actually do something. Yeah. But yeah. part of that too is like in our situation, you know, not to get dig really deep into it, like we were never given like you you can't relay something to your child if your father has no idea about what it is. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like for us it was just surviving whatever it took like mm-hmm. a lot of the people i know some of our friends it's like i mean your parents set up like funds for you and they mm-hmm. talk to you about That's being right. white they talk to you about being black they talk to you about you know hey make sure you have your 401 set up mm-hmm. and and for us it was just what mark let's just live mm-hmm. e- even the german side of you is the same way like does your mom say white or she just say German? I feel like people that aren't here they they define it. Oh no, she 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 she's not white. No, really? no I yeah. say like if people ask, yeah. like I yeah, because German and white, it's all it, it's well, like calling a uh, a Mexican Puerto Rican. Yeah, or uh, yeah, it is. It, oh, no, calling it's, anyone south of Texas yeah, Mexican. And see, exactly, well, like, but, but in like, German, like, they say African. It's like, yeah, 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 I'm not African. I'm African. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like German culture, it's about hey. We're badass. We're kicking ass. We That's what I wanted cars. to ask. Like whenever, like, she, whenever your your mom would be would go to, uh, go to Memphis or something like that. She's the possibly, black, she's the black nigga of the family. She's the black. <laughs> she is. She is. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. She is uh, Uncle Joe. Yeah, like she she's me. able to get in with them, really, and just because our family, you know, they call her the black nigga of the yeah, family. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah, you didn't know that, Uncle Joe. Remember Jeez. when we was out there in Memphis, in Mississippi? <laughs> I can say it's probably one of those things we never even talk about because yeah. you don't talk about things. You just keep your mind shut and you keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 it's, it's dude, what he's talking about. But exactly what it is. But I think the point though that about our parents and older generations not having the, the language at the end is about to mm-hmm. Like, I think that's fair, but I think, again, this is like a counterpoint to the two of us. We, in our adult lives, responded to it very differently. So Marvin still has a relationship with, with our parents and the extended family and stuff. My response... Superficial, is, I would well, say. Well, I mean, but they're in Correct. your eyes. Correct. Like, Absolutely. my response is just to complete my, cut myself off from that. Really? Right? And when I think about it... Um, if I but I sit back now as a thirty six year old will be thirty six couple of days grown person who's had time to like think about things and Christmas assess my life, I look back on it and I'm like, okay, I understand 
why things were the way they were. So I'm not like actively mad at them. Yeah. But this is a thing though, right? It's and it mm. goes back to like the the in, the intent and impact, right? I know mm. they didn't intend to negatively impact me and they were Absolutely. doing the things that they thought was right based off of their biblical teachings or their culture, the community or whatnot. But it has had negative impacts on me yeah. as a child, as as an adult. So I it is best for me as a, as an adult who's reflective to do things that are that are, that are best for me without holding that anger towards them, right? Mm, so like I'm not, I, and I think there was a point in time in my life where I was like, "Fuck them, they're terrible," and there's like, like no, like I'm yeah. mature enough to know like they were doing what was best. It's I, I think it's, it's more of a double whammy. It's you get mm-hmm. the black. Yeah. military and then you get the German like German it's like yeah what is that like? it's, it's, yeah. That's how the it's like the Russian Drago and Rocky yeah like I can remember hanging out with our we call him Opa which yeah. is our grandfather like everything was like 100% like if if you're eating sorry, Mark like good. it's like I can remember like we would get in his car he would say the word um I'm snarling means put seatbelt on mm-hmm. Don't talk. Don't say a word. Really? You you were very supposed militant. to sit there, very militant, exactly, to sit there. Do not move. Do not make a movement. You just sit there and enjoy the ride. Very dogmatic. That was the one that was Hitler Youth. That was yeah. very dogmatic. You just sit there. You don't talk. You don't move. You just sit there. Same thing. Now you go over to my, our father's side, military, black side. You don't ask questions. But that, don't ask what you do, do supposed to do yeah. and move on. Wow. But that's and, the thing that really, with the younger generations, yeah. though, is like that they have the mm-hmm. like the the audacity to question that stuff, right? Yeah. They they yeah. kind of yeah. can think beyond. And I think a lot of that has to do with social media too, right? It's yeah. like because sure, sure, sure. the, the world is bigger, right? Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. so it's not everybody. Like people yeah. are still doing fuck shit, but it's like, <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> these people over here have some good ideas and yes. doing healthy things, right? And then that that grows. The other day oh, during the oh, town hall, or as they call it. My what? father beeps in case I say. Oh yeah, don't say it. Don't yeah. say. Oh, come here, my cousin. Uh, no, no, no. He can't say where he works. Oh, okay. 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 It's like yeah. we try to beep. This is edited. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, if he says yeah. if he okay. says where because he works, I'll man, have to beep this, it out. This young lady, and I didn't get to meet her. She got laid off. Uh, but like uh, she said, okay, uh, something last year. Yeah, she like there the CEO and then the guy up under him. The, they're talking, you know, on a live conference, or whatever. We do it a couple times a year. And people are chatting their questions as live. <laughs> this kid says, this 26 year old girl is like, uh, all right, so um, a year ago, y'all said y'all gonna do all this diversity inclusion and stuff like that. And she she named something really cogent, but she was like, from senior manager up, whatever, there, there's no one black or Latino, what's up? <laughs> oh! <laughs> and then she checked him. This is grandparents of the race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, I was like, wow. I was like, Wow, because it brings to mind what Marcus just said that that you know, I wouldn't do it. I went out looking for her right away. She was working yeah. from home because she's in my building. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, where's she at? Like, yo, what you? Yeah. Well, I never saw her again. In fact, but I was just like, you know, gave me nervous. But at the same time, the question probably should be, why can't you speak to what's why? Why is this guy like Darth Vader? Yeah. So it's like inside of our corporations, we have. It's not a little fight them yeah. all over again. It might as well be, you know, decades ago yeah. because of the structure still. But and that's why the fight's happening. In I that like, space, I, think. I like the younger generation's ability to yeah. question things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's when an answer that is not something that they like is given. Oh, that's yeah. what messes it up. And oh, yes, yeah. it's good to have the internet. 
and stuff like yes. that. And we say it on this podcast, the internet yes. provides for limitless information, but limitless isolation at the da, same da, da, time. Da, da, yeah. Segway to censorship. <laughs> yeah, segway to censorship. Isn't it just like people and young people though? Huh? Like, isn't that just young people though? I know. I think it's everyone. It, it's certainly yes. everyone. Oh, but when, yes. when it's the people that are in power and you want to make a change and they say something like, Okay, this is like this because of this reason. They don't hear and they don't or they don't want to hear. They want some yes. other kind of thing. Like especially if you yes. tell people like, why can't we like if it's something about pay? If the company tells you some people don't want to hear, the company doesn't have enough money to fund you yeah. to do this kind of thing. Yes. It, they would it's almost like they would rather hear like mm-hmm. this other answer that they are already formulated in their head like a company would be like yes it's because you're black or it's because yeah. you're a woman that's why we're not going that's to right. so like, when you don't, yeah when you don't give them that answer yes it just turns in it's like no it's because of this and yeah. that's the stuff that i think ends up being extremely dangerous again it is those echo chambers that a lot of people put themselves into oh, i think one yeah. of the places for all of us here is that we all grew up without the internet we all grew up like and then i feel like we have a, a different uh a different if you want to call it um vision of mm-hmm. the way and I and I've said this before to other people, there's a way the world should work mm-hmm. and the way the world does work. Uh-huh. And I think that if you get stuck too far into the way the world should work yeah. and lose sight of the how the way the world does work, mm-hmm. you'll you'll constantly be thinking everyone's racist, everyone's sexist. Yep. When in reality they just don't give a fuck about yep. you. And that's all that it is. And that's and having that kind of mindset or mentality knowing that i'm indispensable and i'm not that special that allows me to work hard and be like and take an l or anything like that think of myself as easily replaceable and that's something i don't see in a lot of the the younger youth and so like when we have discussions like that it seems like it's going to be it's harder for them to really listen or take in any sort of info i think that that's like kind of like the gaslighting nature of all this sure. stuff, right? It's like, because we move through the world and it's like, oh, is this person an asshole to me just because they're rude or because I'm mm-hmm. black or because I'm queer? Yeah. It's, like, it's or like, maybe they just had a shit like, day. Yeah, <laughs> and it's that constant thing and like the na- nice thing now is that like we have language to discuss these things and like I agree in some like because there's like the, the practical, there's the side of me that, you know, for most of my 20s, I worked regular corporate jobs and mm-hmm. was in the corporate world and then when I, you know, I'm you know, when I was 20, going on 30, like I started grad school, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, this is a whole different world. This yeah. is a whole different world. You saw world college like, at the age of 30 something. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, my 20s, I was like. Walling out. Yeah, exactly. So like <laughs> I've lived in both out. of those worlds and I do see that there's difference and there is that, that practical, this is an understatement, the day-to-day, out. what do I need to do to survive every day? And then there's like this theoretical, like what's big picture stuff. So when I, so I can understand mm-hmm. the, frustration with people who don't Mm -hmm. just take the answer that's given Mm -hmm. even if the Mm -hmm. answer is right because i think in some ways it's kind of the the it's kind of like a an overshooting in some ways it's the backlash because for so long Mm -hmm. for so much of our history these groups have been ignored or written off and now it's all of a sudden like oh shit we got a voice right Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like in some way it's like yeah we we haven't reached that balance yet right i've always wondered since i was little because of not it wasn't an extreme uh, source of angst or frustration, but I was intellectual and a non-intellectual. Well, my household was. My mom's a really big book reader and everything, but generally out in country as Bowling Green, mm-hmm. um, so there wasn't quite enough fulfillment there. There wasn't nerds weren't as cool as they are now. Mm-hmm. So I always found myself in the, in this situation where 
I wonder why it wasn't okay to know something without having experienced it. I would go back and forth with my brother about this for years. I'd be like, why do people uh, drink liquor? Like, why do people do drugs? I don't get it. I thought I was smart enough to never, ever do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, and so do you think, Marcus, that it's possible to know something and have a, a healthy, full perspective on it without experiencing it? I'm curious about that. In regards, I've I've kind I've kind of pigeonholed you and have you speaking for Gen Z, and I, that's not that's not I don't know why I'm doing that, but I wonder because you're an academia still, and you get to be, be around. Them. I'm, in the, corp- also I'm in the corporate world. We're the ones young. teaching these kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I'm curious about that because that's the dynamic I'm interested about. Where I get I start to lean toward more agreeing with what Kalu's saying. I see the young lady who responded to the C E. Motherfucking oh this way. And in one way, that was cool, but th- this guy is balancing hundreds of billions mm-hmm. of dollars yeah. every year. So she can have this dope five grand iMac to do Photoshop on all day and a bean bag that she sits like the like young lady says that's what she did. She was a UX not <laughs> or whatever I'm, user experience yeah it's user experience that's yeah, what it is yeah. Yeah, ain't even the interface anymore <laughs> damn but anyway what I'm saying is is there's something's getting lost there because in order for her to have the platform and I hate when people say well we gave you I hate when soldiers say that yeah. you're the reason you get to control yeah I hate like, that I hate that and I'm not trying to say that but I'm like well, someone at least 20, 25 years your senior had to be cool enough to think this environment would be the one that you want to work in. Why why do you why do you lead with the expectation of having your sensibilities appeased as opposed to exploring and investigating what you're seriously concerned about? You want more pay or you want to see more diversity? Why why is the why is the conf- conversation that way? Why is she firing off in a like a townhome in front of the whole company, that's interesting. Why not write a letter? Yes. Why didn't she write an email? Why didn't she schedule me in our company? You can walk right up to the yeah. t- like wow. he's over there, tiny Chuck Taylors. Up. You can it's real open like that. Why didn't you do that? I'm I'm of the mind that one other bad effect we've had is is because the internet and computers are so sensory experience driven that people are expecting their senses to be appeased in what is essentially a selfless interaction. And that's the part that's missing. They don't realize that it ain't about you at work, but the, to be an employee is giving up a lot of personal freedom. When you mm-hmm. say, I'm going to take a paycheck from you. Yep. And um, I think we there's something to be addressed there, right? Something mm-hmm. that we're missing. I'm trying to segue us into censorship and cancel culture yep. and stuff like that, because I, I don't agree with the, the degree to which that, that that's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. People people won't unsubscribe from say Netflix. They will make that f- person um, means of earning a living be taken away from. Be taken them. away. I don't know. That seems yeah. something. That seems like something wrong with how that. How do you how do you joust with that? It, 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 it being in academia. So, and I, I think there's a lot. I think a lot of it, like the kind of like the backlash to a lot of those stuff, mm-hmm. comes back to us, right? Mm-hmm. In yeah. particular, as at least I'm in sociology, right, which is kind of like right in there with you know people. I mean, we're oh, not yeah. like gender studies, but you know, oh like, yeah, a lot of people tie That's us with that. Right? We take yeah. gender. I'm taking gender <clears throat> studies course next semester, so like a lot of that stuff, I think people like think comes from us, right? Like mm-hmm. we're indoctrinating these yeah. kids, right? Yeah. I so I think 
I'd say, first off, the people that I speak to on a day-to-day basis, because I think we have to separate internet versus in real oh, life. Yeah. The people that I speak to, my colleagues uh, who, who do this type of work are reasonable people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we can see the world as it is and see the world theoretically and understand like that there there's somewhere in the middle right and i think and this is again why i have a hard time with like young people in particular kind of getting getting down on them because they're just mm-hmm. young people and that's what young people mm-hmm. do like young people yeah. have ideas and new things that they're thinking about and they like go in at 100 percent. and like mm-hmm. i'd rather have them do things like this than destructive things right so mm-hmm. i'm like okay well th- that's fine with that mm-hmm. now my, my thing is with, with, with like the cancel culture is so I'm, 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 and like a lot of these other things like I roll my eyes at it sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like oh god okay we canceling everybody <laughs> yeah. but, but again like yeah. it's so easy to be on Twitter like you cancel you cancel you cancel yeah. like but what is it, what are the material impacts of that like who has actually been quote canceled and then I think mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. what have the, the past again hundreds of years right. where right. Gr- groups mm-hmm. entire groups were what we yeah. quote canceled when black yeah. people yes. didn't have a platform when queer people didn't have a platform yeah. when immigrants didn't have a platform we didn't call it canceled mm-hmm. but yeah. they were like essentially quote canceled if, yeah. our, if our idea about cancel culture is that we are taking somebody mm-hmm. out of like the public sphere that's mm-hmm. what these people were right mm-hmm. so these people like I'm thinking of like examples of like people who've been quote canceled like and MLK MLK got like, canceled he sure did. But I'm thinking of it like <laughs> contemporary stuff, like figures who are doing stuff today, like yeah. you get canceled, quote canceled, you go away for a little bit and you come back and you're good. Like, yeah. Yeah. like well, who who's actually, aside from like Weinstein yeah. and some of these people who have like actually gone to court and yeah. who are going to prison who have like criminal charge against them, I'm thinking of like, so I'm sorry, and Dave serious? Chappelle. Yeah. Like in Aziz some ways, was very interesting because so many people seem and they're like, that's a really nice guy. Can Who's you that? see Aziz Ansari? Okay. Uh, yeah, people so are like, that's a point. really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see him raping at someone or, you know, doing something like that. Like, that part is... Which I think that's a, fucked up, too. It is fucked up. Like, <laughs> it's super fucked up that people, we kind of toe this really, really fine line with shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's very... It's dangerous when you start to throw <clears throat> the term cancel and you start to throw certain mm-hmm. things like that at, at people mm-hmm. because over time, it will lose its meaning. And then when you say, oh, you're canceled, people will be like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but I guess my matter. question is, what is the, when someone is canceled, what's the material consequences of people mm-hmm. being canceled? People want them to not be able to earn money. And so one of the things that Mark and I, or not be able to have influence. And so one mm-hmm. of the things that Mark and I said, were talking about a while back was like, how many people would not complain about money or anything if you just gave them all a couple million dollars? Like, how bad would we hate Jeff Bezos if we each had some of his billions upon billions of dollars, you pro- a lot of us would be like, oh, he's not such a bad guy mm-hmm. after all. Yeah, and that's why I'm drawing that extreme contrast to try to explore what type of intellect we're creating and if there's anything to be co- concerned about. Uh, I like, I like um, how Marcus described that there's not really a lot of material evidence that cancel culture that it even works because like who's been canceled yeah, Milo Yiannopoulos he should have been canceled yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Very, very, he still, guys, like still makes money still but does that's but he's like filing bankruptcy oh like, is he really I, oh, there yeah. are certain figures that well, I would put my foot down and say you need to be canceled yeah. well, that's why I, I, I say that too I'm not of the mind that people deserve like a a lavish income from the internet I just don't think it's that serious I mean most things that happen on the internet or for entertainment and so 
whatever happens is still just entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're kind of silly if you expect the, you know, that the your viewership you know owes you a living or something. But I'll give I'll give another example where we do that. Weinstein's a good one too. Like we don't stop watching Hollywood films. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there seems to be a, a, a you know a, a spectrum of how much energy we're willing to spend and for in, in in response to what. That's why I'm curious as to whether or not like it's just at the level of our sensibilities. It seems like that to me that you want you want your the answer you want right now. You see your sensibilities, you're looking to have them satisfied right now. Now lizard brain if, like you I said. wonder well yeah, I wonder if that's because that's the kind of interaction you have, you know, online and, and with your phone and stuff, you don't expect it to disobey you or to not dazzle your senses. So when some information comes through it from another person who's also having their personal experience, you take it personally, although cyberspace itself is impersonal. You get what I mean? Mm. It's just an entertainment medium, but you take it. And I wonder, I say all that to say, I'm only curious at examining in the intellectual space. If we're going to develop a new competence, a new like muscle and we're going to get better. You know, if it eventually you are, I think you already see it happening in some ways. People are getting more uh, able to understand nuance and subtlety and things in humor or in, in expressions in, um, in media or mixed media, mm-hmm. you know, where they're responding to it. Like, okay, he didn't mean it that way. He was, he said that when he yeah. was, you know, standing inside of a dumpster behind a building. It's a reason that, that joke was in that context, that sort of thing. I wonder, I ask it for that reason, because that part's interesting to me, you yeah. know? Sure, sure. So, you know, with with also cancellation and stuff like that, where did you all find, like, a lot of the comedians and the stuff that they say? Where do we, do we think that any of them need to be sort of canceled? What do you think of Dave Chappelle? You think of... All these other people out there and the like stuff that they say. Them. I do like all like uh the one I, I really when Chris started talking about him, Patrice O'Neill, I really started listening to his stuff and I was like, God, this guy's actually yeah. pretty funny, man. Like even old school Eddie Murphy, like all the like where do those people just no longer have a place anymore in in today's culture? It it comes to a point to where it's kinda like this tower here, you've got a power button. Yeah. You can turn it off, you can turn it off. Yeah, you turn on, turn off. Excuse me, but then it's also uh, freedom of speech. Yeah, I get it. But then there's also a point to where the things that people are saying, listening on the outside, some of the things they say are, are very hurtful, regardless mm-hmm. if you're tune tuning in or not tuning in. Sure, you know it's it's. it's I love Dave Spoon. Yeah, funny as hell. I grew up listening mm-hmm. to him, but it's one of those things where. You know, if you happen to walk into the room and there's a lot of triggers that certain things that are said might affect someone in a negative way. Does that make sense? So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's it can be very dangerous, yeah. you know, and I. Why would you it's, it's, it's to the, that then? At, at what point do do we as individuals start to take ownership of shit like that? I think Cause though, it's funny, so. <laughs> part of the, the issue. So like me personally. Like, I watched Jake Chappelle's but, like, there are funny parts. Like, there are certain parts I didn't care for. But, yeah. like, I don't care enough to, quote, cancel people or, like, is that, I'm just mm-hmm. not going it, to. It is what it is. I can see why people are mad. 
I'm not mad, but I'm not mad at people being mad. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that people, when they're they're talking about this be these things being harmful, is like big picture, right? It's like the yeah. normal. Like, this was the thing with like the Kevin Hart talking about like beating his kid. It's like yeah. the fact that you. I mean, there are ways to tell jokes about gay people or, or mm-hmm. like these kind of like controversial topics, right? Like mm-hmm. it can be done, but when the joke is, I'm going to beat <clears> your ass. Like, I think the concern is that that normalizes in culture, like, oh, okay, that's what we do when we have gay kids, and we beat them upside the head. Yeah, and beat sure. them. So I think that's like the concern, not so necessarily so much the, and I think, and I, I think to your point that there's, the, again, the reason why I roll my eyes and people have like backlashes, because it is very much like centered in the individual, the individuals are offended, the yeah. individuals are triggered, the individuals are upset problem solved you turn it off right but I think again big picture is what it normalizes in in the culture like what is it okay to say what is it okay to do when you see these people having these platforms saying these things I think that's what the the concern is do you wonder though when you know because some comics say that the the best way to overcome the the issues that we all have about each other are to laugh about it and that's why that's kind of why I think that some of them make the jokes they do or push the envelope like Anthony Jeselnik. Do you remember? Do you know that guy? The he does, huh? No, he did one about uh, who's the is it Eric Clapton that did that song Tears in Heaven. Is that what? Oh, you know, uh, do you know my name? Uh, oh, yeah. I know that song. OK, so it was about his son dying or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? And in his joke, he goes, you guys know why Eric Clapton um how his son died or why his son died and everyone's just like wait what and he goes for inspiration yeah. and I was just like oh shit you see Mark is just like oh that's fucked up yeah but he like pushing those jokes it allows us to in my opinion it could allow us to sort of be like okay you can still you can still find humor in things but here I am saying that until someone just starts being finding a black person in the stands and be like well you're you know what I'm saying? Well, I, That's what I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? I think the difference, though, is something like that. It's like personal. Like, it yeah. is like I'm making this joke about this one person, this one thing versus, again, Dave Chappelle. I don't remember exactly what the line was. We're basically talking about, like, trans people. Like, oh, so you're just like a dude in a dress. Like, oh, I, I, the job. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, I was thinking about the Michael Jackson stuff yeah, that yeah, he was yeah. saying. I was like, God damn. See, but that's one of the things that I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He was, he was like Michael, he was talking to Michael Jackson. He was like, come on, he didn't really do it. Yeah. He was saying stuff oh, really? like that. You know? And he was like, if you want, if you if it was going to happen, you wanted yeah. to do something, you wanted to be Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't remember that part. It was so I, I crazy. Yeah, I didn't remember that part. I wonder. But I thought that was like a well-crafted joke versus yeah. repeating this. People have been saying this for years and years and years. You're just yeah. doing your dress. You're just like, yeah. what's the joke? But yeah. don't you yeah. think it's harmful to society though? What? To have conversations like that, it's, you know, as much as I love I Dave Chappelle, I mean, we go to comedy shows all the time, and comedy. yes, yeah. a lot of the content that they do have is is very negative. You know, it's blacks, you're always late, or it, it's very yeah. negative. But why do we do? Why do we go to it? Why do we watch it? Yeah, it's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. It's just what it, it it is. What it is. Do I believe it's it's? Should we talk negatively about things like that? You know. Uh, eating hot sauce and, and being laid and, and just a stereotypical white women. You know, yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> is it harmful? It, of course it is. Does it is it though? I, I think so. I, I really now this is just me now saying it just now. Yeah. You know, a couple months ago, a couple years ago. 
big deal. And the reason why it is harmful because I think it's a coping mechanism to kind of cover up the true hurt of, hey, you know, there's certain things that comedians are saying in society that I, I really honestly think they're covering, they're trying to hide something. Well, all comedians are society. You know what I mean? Uh, does, that, does that make sense? Nanette, I think, who she had that special on Netflix, and she was like, I'm not doing self-deprecating humor anymore because why sure. is it funny that I'm a lesbian and I fear being raged for all this stuff? Yeah. And she, I don't know exactly, but did y'all see that? Uh, uh, like, that was it. basically her approach. I remember she, like, she said that at the very beginning of her episode, she, wasn't it? I feel like I... Well, it was a stand-up special. Yeah, but was yeah. wasn't that one of the first things that was said? I'm yeah, not sure. I felt sure. like I read something or heard something about that. Who was it now? And Nanette, I think her name is. Oh. Nanette something. Oh. But basically, the whole point was like, I'm not being self-deprecating anymore. Yeah. Like, why yeah. am I making this humor to make y'all comfortable? Like, yeah. Or to, yeah. yeah so. Well, I, the, uh, for, for all of the outcries that I can think of, uh, of the sort we just discussed, I just I still haven't seen any that are not about the self. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the young, I still just use that same analogy. The young lady that asked the CEO to, you know, do more diversity or something. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious. I think I still. So I you see that as her doing that for herself and well, not for other well, people. In well, because she gets fired, she goes out a martyr. Well, no, not no, not in stature. I mean, she was, she was like a what black, does she want Latin or something. But, yeah. too. but it was, it's just like. I think it's just easier for us. I don't know. I don't think we've gotten deep enough yet, right? Like we don't. If if uh, if the potential for normalization can be bad for us as a collective, right? Then should should we have an equal concern for how we normalize maybe bad diets mm-hmm. or something? You know, if me saying a joke that's funny to nine out of ten people in the room is bad and I agree that if it's harmful you, they shouldn't or if someone says you shouldn't then you shouldn't but how can, we, we see we got the technology why can't we why can't we do that for so many other concerns for mankind you know what I mean as an example for like how, poor health and stuff like that yeah like poor, poor health like can we could we like make it Illegal to encourage people to smoke cigarettes or something like that, which we know is you, you start to border on controlling people, and that's one of the it's it's one of these things of when you're dealing with money, you're that's just pure out capitalism, and yeah. they they tend to be a lot more loose with that kind of stuff because at the end yeah. of the day, you're making some kind of money. That's it's a very fine line that you start to so toe when you start is, to is my is is the is my right to control what is said to me or to control what I consume? Uh, hmm. I'm still I, know, they, they, I don't think they don't, I don't think people really try to control much of what's consumed these I mean, days. You're talking about like media or? Life. I think he's yes, talking media. all of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Talking about me. I'm talking about all of it. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm doing the Socratic thing, you know, I'm yeah. trying to see like, where are we gonna go? Where are we gonna go with this? You know? I just like I have a hard time like taking a lot of, and I get what everybody's saying. I'm just gonna say this like whatever. Like I have a hard time taking a lot of criticisms about cancel culture seriously. Sure, because yeah. like I see like yeah. Dave Chappelle, the nigga ain't lose no money. Like, <laughs> yeah. He still yeah. got his contract. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why. That's why yeah. I'm saying I'm asking about how how we are expressing the way our psychology 
is developing. It's not the cancel culture. It's the it's the way we are. I don't know normalizing the word. The way we are. Our culture is changing, mm-hmm. and what we are expecting and what we are seeing day to day as a normal way of expressing like is there anything or like interacting with people yeah interacting with people. Like speak up or yeah yeah of course it's okay to speak up i mean you, i mean we got more than that more of that than ever but i don't know i guess i'm losing the locomotion on what i was originally originally you've made you've made a really good point to, that's left me with a lot to think about cuz i felt the same way i've said i've said like it's nothing you know overall it's no big deal it's just entertainment Mm-hmm. I think anything that goes on in, in media and stuff is, is is entertainment, but I wonder if 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 it has any other meaning though. Well, if to, to, when you, to go ahead. No, like when you say entertainment, there's a lot of things that are in, entertainment. Yeah, doesn't mean it's a good thing. Like, you know, um, strippers. Yeah, what's wrong with strippers? I mean, is it in, 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 all, in all actuality? I mean, is it? I believe it's a negative thing because it's. It's oh. some young girl. But let me ask you, is stripping itself negative or is it the circumstances that we have created built around the industry that is harmful? No. Ew. Good question. So being, like, being a father oh, of two ahead, of two girls, do I want to see your nieces up there shaking their butt? Heck no. But when she's of age, that's not your... Yeah, that's that's I understand that, yeah. but knowing that how we are as a species looking at that it's just it's just it's hard to imagine that because number one i'm I'm a very selfish greedy person yeah i do not want anyone else loving my wife i don't want anyone else loving my 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 daughters especially in a in a looking at them in a sexual way like hey this is my family this is my daughters do not look at her like that she's a She's a child. Well, Even she though seems, she's 18. She seems like a, a bag of chips the way you sort of describe it, though. That <sighs> sounds like an that. object. I mean, that's what it's... I mean, it sounds like when you... One of the... the You know, I've only... I've been a stepped after not that long. But one of the things that I, that I certainly learned was, like, I'm going to do my best to make sure that she makes the best decisions. But if this sure. kid wants to strip or if this kid wants to do anything, as long as she doesn't want to, like, kill herself or something sure. like that... I gotta be okay with it. Like I gotta be like I just gotta be okay with it because there's people out there in these days. You see Instagram models and all these people, they're making way more money than I could ever You're make. Right. And the Nigerian to me is like, oh, I don't care. Make money if you if you want to do like <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. like, okay, if that's what you're gonna do, go and make some money. Yeah. Still have like love for your family and all sure. that kind of stuff. And we'll all work together through that whole situation right there. But like it's you told it like yes, of course you want to protect him and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a super fine line as a dude because as a dude who likes who who does not mind seeing some big titties and whatever like on a stage or something yeah. like that. Now, if your daughter grows to be some crazy beautiful like stack chick that's on a stage, like I know it's going to be tough for you because you 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 might enjoy seeing that when it's not your kid or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, of but course, when, but absolutely. But when it becomes your kid, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's absolutely. a bad thing. Because situation. I know the dirty things are the thing. Because I'm think, I'm like, <laughs> honey, <laughs> if you're listening to the show, I'm sorry. I love you to death. This is the thing, though. Real quick, you said, I know what the dirty thing is. So, room full of, like, straight men, right? Like, y'all know what y'all do, right? What's <laughs> up? 
Y'all know how y'all are, right? So when I and so when I I know we don't. Like, well, well, I like going to the strip club, right? <laughs> I enjoy, enjoy. I go with my lesbian friends. Hold on, friends. you got to tell them the story about God the strip club. Oh, Dog, get out. Well, hold on. Let me make this point. <laughs> you got to tell them about when I went on stage. Remember? <laughs> At the drag? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but what, what, <laughs> it's good. the thing is though, like, so being in that space, I could see like how any parent would be like, I don't want mm-hmm. my daughter to do that because I know what it's like in that space. Because I see these dudes in there, they're flicking dollars and being yeah. mad disrespectful or not tipping at all or like being handsy and touching. Yeah. Like it, it's about the, the way the space is set up. When I call my friends, we sit back, we have a great time. Yeah. Like the strippers look at us and like, oh, these faggots, like we good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's a good time. It's a re- reciprocal. Mm-hmm. When I can, I hand money. So this is my, my issue, like in Nashville, going to strip clubs. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in New Orleans, you you can like be in, the, you, you can touch them, right? So you can yeah. hand them Jeez. money, right? Yes, if you yeah. want to give them dollars, you can hand them dollars. In Nashville, they have like that ordinance where they have to have that barrier around the stage, right? Sure. So I see dudes, so I'll throw my money on the stage, right? Just mm-hmm. on the stage. Dudes like be flicking, like crumpling up dollars and like be flicking it at the girls. And like, that is that's, so that's, disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Like, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, where, yeah. where's that mentality of like, okay, I'm going to come in here. I want to, I like to see women dance or whatever, like, yeah. but I can still be respectful. How is that it. disrespectful? I, think, I mean, it's because I mean, it's, it's, like, an, it's treating them like a, like an animal throwing like dollars. This is, like was like, it this up is and you like, when well, I was talking to you but about it, I mean, getting a pedicure. When I was talking about that, when I realized that felt no, it was, maybe it was someone else I was talking you to. You talked to me about that. Today. Yeah, what I was talking about was I realized why it felt so weird getting a pedicure. Is that fingers or? Yeah, it's your it's your toes. Feet. Toes, yeah. toes. What yes, felt toes. so weird about it wasn't because they I hate take my your feet. manhood. From no, you. it wasn't. <laughs> it felt like she was a servant. Like that was the stuff. Really? It felt yeah. like, dude, it was like a seventeen-year-old Vietnamese kid. Oh, Why'd wow. your mind it, go there? Because it, I don't know why, it just felt yeah, like it. I was I just like, this them. feels so wrong or something like well, that. Well, you, but you, I, but you, that's why I was like super the original, overly intellectual point I was trying to make earlier when you said everything you just said, Marvin. You 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 notice that you're you're concerned for um, the ethics of stripping was b- born out of your sensibilities. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of overall point I was trying to say. I don't think it's possible for humans. To not Remove do that, yeah. out. unless we develop a new competency, I wonder if the internet and stuff is going to do that for us. That's all I was trying yeah. to say. But in 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 knowing that, that's why it's it can't it's not to be taken seriously because yeah. the internet's like a force multiplier for detachment. Mm-hmm. I said I've said before to the guys or inclusion. If you for, if you well, up with echo chambers, well, you you know you know. Have you, I wish you guys had read that book by. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Nicholas Carr mm-hmm. is Google making us stupid. Do y'all remember that book? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's really good. Sounds but anyway, good. he does this great treatment on how what reading did for us mm-hmm. when he would started writing and reading and how it was like a whole nother competence and those senses they activated and why we still haven't found anything to match it yet. Mm-hmm. And why, you know, reading reading something on your iPad is completely different than reading yeah. something on a regular mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. It's like a muscle we developed that's unique. Yeah. And um and semi-recent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like historically recent, you know, yeah. although we've been doing it for, I guess, hundreds or thousands of years. Um, that's how I feel about the internet. None of our senses are involved in it. You can't see anyone, not really, mm-hmm. even if you're, you know, you certainly can't smell a touch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the five yeah. senses are involved, aren't involved. So the only type of experience that can be had in that medium is a, 
one that's already compromised, to say the least, if not completely superficial. And I believe this because being that black guy that was the only motherfucker in the hood that had internet, way for us, I learned that very early. So, yeah, we would go like steal the AOL disc out of everyone's mailbox or the yeah. No, we did, man. It had illegal, by the way. Yeah, it to is. To touch some of the mailbox. But we would do that and then we'd just keep rotating. I would take it out of the things at Kroger. And I, I I learned really early that that it's you're supposed to behave um with a second identity or to mm-hmm. be in person because all real true correspondence is gonna collapse. It ain't gonna survive. It's yeah. just something's missing from that. So now when social media exploded, like MySpace and all that stuff like the paradigm shifted and everyone projects themselves into a completely impersonal space with dead seriousness about their personal experience. I just think it's not what you should do. Yeah. I don't think we have the, I don't think we have the muscles for that. We can't, hmm. we can't do it. It's just, you know, you maybe you ain't got to treat it like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just, you can't, you can't take things that you experience that way real because of our ability to interact and sort of curate or dictate our experience is only recent. But it's still, you know, still superficial experience. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I think we've gone in awesome detail with this. Like, I have so much stuff that I got. We haven't even started, about. I think. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I like stuff like this because it gives me some stuff to think about. We, this means we have to have you both on for another episode. I mean, we just, there just has to be. It's an honor to be, like I said, yeah. avid listener. Like, lit, so personal side it's probably been i will say a year in the making now him and i probably we haven't i mean just give me a cue if you want me to stop <laughs> him and i be like so him and i like i said growing up we were brothers yeah. obviously we we're brothers connection negative mm-hmm. no connection just because you just you just go with emotions and as we've grown and developed so everything that in his head the way i was thinking about he was thinking about me was completely opposite of the way he was thinking. I know it was kind of. Mm-hmm. So within the last year of just kind of stepping out of, like you said, outside looking in, it's kind of yeah. like, okay, I'm 30 fucking nine years old. It's time for me to start, stop doing things just because this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Man. You know, and it's so Learning to stop doing dangerous. shit is hard. It's so <laughs> dangerous now. Like it, it's, even like I said, even growing up in uh, you know a younger generation, and then middle school, and then high school, and then even outside of high school, it's like you just you, you put on a mask your entire life. You put on a mask just to survive because that's all you know is how to survive, and it's so dangerous. And then it comes to a point where it's like, okay, where am I at in life? Who am I? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily oh I don't live here. I live in this city. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm this race. It's not that. It's that's, actually finding your identity as far as very like. It's funny, man. That you're just a few months older than me, but like everyone else around me, yeah. My partner mm-hmm. Gambia, my older brother, that that are uh, fully into Gen X, yeah. Like, all that, that right there. And I know, almost man. feel so cool. it's almost embarrassing. It's, so it's like, damn, man, that. I'm that's almost. Not, 39 years old and yeah, now I'm dope, just dope. now realize yeah it, it's like dope. a relief you know yeah. because I was in the square man I was yeah, yeah. I was in there to where like I, I had I've, I've always had empathy for people I've always yeah. I've always had that love and, and I always 
cared about people. I've always had that. But because I was inside of that box, I was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Man. That's not what this Man. says you're supposed I, to do. Man. Very yeah. dangerous. You, you have, you have multiple reasons for your background. But, but And, and I did that just to because. To have even more emphasis on that. But that's something so genetic yeah. right there. Now, it's something I happen to admire it, about genetics. Exactly. But in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking. Man, that's that's kind of fucked up of you, Marvin, to be thinking like that. Yeah. But it's always, hey, this is what you got to do to do what you got to do to make sure you can do what you got to do to survive. Yeah. It's everything's yeah. COVID, and then when yeah. you start realizing, and you, oh, like I said, him and I, we briefly discussed about it. What last time you we were up here a couple couple weeks ago, and it's kind of like like we actually opened up, and it's like, oh damn, like it's okay for him and I to actually discuss things. It's not always about, you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I think in some it's, ways it works because, like, I feel like I've had a head start. Yeah. You found like, yourself a lot. Yeah. Sooner. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I feel like I see a lot of me like 15 years ago and yeah. what you're going yeah. through now. And so, yeah. I, for me, it's kind of like about a, how much time just, and, I, and I'm kind of and I'm kind of pissed yeah. off to be honest. I'm I'm, I'm not going to say well. pissed off at our parents because I understand it is what it is. Yeah. But I'm kind of pissed off that I wasn't given the opportunity to grow. Yeah. Like but you you're guys, you're doing it right up, now, bro. Yeah. Like you guys growing up, like you guys talk, like you, yeah. you know, man. He knows the type of people I hung out with. Yeah. Like, just name some things that we did that we that we did that into today's society would be like, don't know how need to be locked up. Just <laughs> just name man. something. I mean, it's like, like sure some of the guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. <laughs> He's like, this, you I, your throat, I like I like to use this as. Because I use this platform to help me. It's helped me. Yeah, that's Listening what to you guys. Yeah. And not only that, as a man of color. Yeah. It's like you don't get that because the black dudes I hung out with. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. It was it was a different and I hung out with white dudes, black dudes, because military, we hung out with everybody. But not one time did I ever say, I mean, you're all right, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you yeah. okay? You need to talk to somebody? Yeah. Right? No, it was. I mean, we're gonna go holler some, yeah, holler some yeah, broad, yeah. man. Because that's the macho thing to do, mm-hmm. and the whole masculinity it just destroys mm-hmm. deep down. You're like, man, I really don't want to run a. Sorry, honey, I love you, but it's back in the day. Dude, I really don't want to run the train on this girl because. Because it's like, oh, yeah, she, you know, she has a father, she, you know, and it's she's doing that because she's well, well we there, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like I was never given the opportunity, and I had sad, pitiful me. We were never, correct me if I'm wrong, like we were never given that opportunity to nah. grow up in an environment to and it's not that we grew up in the hood. Right. But we were never given that that opportunity in that environment to be like, you know what? Hey, this is what you need to focus on. Yeah. Don't focus on X, Y, Z. Focus on A, B, C. Mm-hmm. So yeah. because of so many years, I've just been, hey, this is just, it is what it is. And I didn't realize it until I had the opportunity to open up. And, you know, we part of it is because there's a lot of things, all the stars kind of lined up. Mm-hmm. Like we were heavy in the church. I'm talking like. Deep, oh, really? deep, like deep church. So always in the back of my mind, I was like, that's, you know, fuck that. Let, let them do what they want to do. But because of the dogmatic lifestyle that we've always grew up in, we lived in is mm-hmm. like, well, you got to do this. You got to do this. If you're not doing this, like, I, I think that a lot of people do things just because they're supposed to do it, even though yeah. deep down they don't want to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, I think it's so dangerous. And I just realized that. That in order to grow, 
you got to be uncomfortable with being. So yeah, you hit the nail on the head. And what your what your brother had said was like you're you're experiencing stuff that he did many many years ago. Yeah. And we we made a con. We talked about this on. Hold on, let's say before I forget. Clue. Sorry, Sorry. I had to interrupt. Yeah. It's because number one, I had a family. Yeah. I had a career I had to maintain. I had to be one of the best, which in in my job in sales, it's it's always the Hispanics and all the blacks. Mm -hmm. We just kick ass because that's what we're supposed to do. Mm And because it, 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 it's like we've always got something to prove, we've always got to up, we've got to one up the next guy. Sure. Because it's like, well, you know, I, I got nothing else to fall back on. Yeah. I've got to do that. So, I've, it's always been blocked out to where I don't have time to talk about my marriage. I don't have time to talk about my relationships with, with people. Yeah. Because if I did not have a, if, if you can offer me anything to better my life. Like, why do I want to fuck with you for? Yeah. You can't yeah. help me do anything. I don't need you in my life because in mm-hmm. two two weeks, I'm going to be gone doing something else. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that I was an evil, mean person. Yeah. It's just the fact that, hey, we're, you're, we're programmed no, I to. Know, I know that you know scenario. What I mean? yes, we're, we're, we're programmed to, what can you do? Let's move yeah. on. Let's job. Bam. Let's move. How can yeah. you benefit me sure, to become sure. this? Meaningful relationships. What's that? Yeah. Well, Meaningful. Uh, it, it just, yeah. it doesn't compute in. Yeah. yeah, but now I'm realizing that hey, it's important to. It is because maybe I'm going a little bit too deep in this, but I really cannot recall one time in my life mm-hmm. that I was able to actually have a true intellectual conversation with like-minded people. Sure. And that's fucking scary. Sure. To think about yeah. that seriously, I mean, it is truly scary to actually have that conversation, knowing that damn. For what it's worth, though, it's never too late. Yeah, know? it's never too late. And, and, and it's not wrong with that. I've heard yeah. that scenario because before. it's I've got to be and strong. That's, that's I've got to awesome. be the man. Yeah. I've got yeah. to be the strong Christian. Yeah, just like Which that being story. said is, you know, I still believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, you know, all that's I, I still believe in the. T- I still believe in that. But the whole culture. That's yeah. a. That's another topic. Another yeah. subject we come up with is the. Yeah. The if you're not part, of the, whatever. Yeah. But. Like you said, we always think that oh, it's 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 really so. Whoever's listening, it's never too late to realize. Hey, you know what? It's okay to kind of open up and yeah, realize. Yeah. Hey, it's time to come out of your shell. Look yeah. on the outside, looking in. Because I was never the, you know, I hate gays or fags or anything. But deep <laughs> down, you know what I mean. I'm being real. Yeah, I was never like that. Yeah. But because I was indoctrinated with all the church crap, it's like. Well, if you don't do that, you're going to hell. So I was like, fuck, man. Guess I got to do that. Or if I didn't uh, do my wife this Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Mark's you know, I didn't, uh, you know, if I didn't treat my wife this way, if I didn't, we didn't do everything biblically. Everything was, it has to be this way. Everything is an SOP, standard operating procedure. Yeah. Life is not standard operating procedure. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Well, what we what, you know what I'm I mean? saying is that, you know, we had a concept on one of our earlier episodes. Let's call it like rubber band effect. And so, like, if you think of yourself as a rubber band or think of just any sort of person, a lot of times if you pull that rubber band back, the the further back you pull, the longer it takes for that rubber band to hit equilibrium. And it's going to wild the fuck out for a while and then yeah. eventually sort of What's hit that pulling spot. The rubber band? Yeah. For, for people, to, to put it into a people perspective, it's usually your upbringing, your family, these other people that are restricting you Society. from sort of being actually where where you're equal and stuff like that. Yeah. So for you, you had just been pulled back so, so much 
at 39, you're still hitting that spot where you're trying to find that equilibrium again, yeah. where you're just a regular bandwidth. Not you're not being pulled in different directions. But I think that one of the things that is a is a byproduct of that sort of coming, you're finding your your equilibrium is when you say stuff like, "You don't want to see your daughter like go out on." I think that if given enough time, you'll be like, "You're your own person. You can go and do your own thing." It's just going. It's going to be one of those things that. I think more and more parents these days are just becoming like, yeah, of course you don't want you don't want bad shit to happen Correct. to them. But would you rather have a kid that is a stripper that loves you and is not and is emotionally stable and doesn't want to jump off a bridge and have all this on, other the, shit? on the next episode? Clue's gonna have a brochure. He's gonna be like. <laughs> You see, the, the stripper pole is really good for the, the <laughs> circulation. Just keep on, yeah, just keep on layering up. Would you rather have that, that, or would you rather have a lawyer that's like nah, constantly, you, man. you know, that's yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. depressed, You're drinks right. all the time, yeah. all this other shit has no connection with family. It's it's one of those things. You, this was for my parents where they had to. When my, I remember when my big sister came out for the law, they were, I mean, they flipped their shit, you know, and it was a tough thing for them. But when oh, they bet. saw, when, an, oh, yeah, but when oh. they saw, and my dad was a preacher. You know? Oh, he was? So, yeah. Oh, wow. So when they Holy saw, God. it was Presbyterian preacher. So they recently started allowing um, LGBT to be able to, oh, wow. LGBTQ to be able to like preach even. What You're fucked up, man. Man. You should whoop your brother's ass for that shit. It's God's working He said God's I'm still learning. I'm still learning. So but because I'm, it's but for them, for my parents, it was like mm-hmm. we see our daughter is happy with herself. Yeah. We see that exactly. she's like, we have our daughter back. So you have this thing where you're like, what is more important? My pride and my culture and all this other shit? Oh, yeah. Or being a decent parent and having your kid back. Yeah. And I think that the right people will always choose that if given enough time. If yeah. not, it's it's not on the parents anymore. It's not their fault anymore. Yeah. It's the kid, and you say, like, this is who they are. If they're going to do their own thing, I don't have to be a part of it. Because just like every other adult, you're going to learn your, your, you have to learn your boundaries and you have to be able to really protect those boundaries more, like, more than anything. You got to look out for number one because your parents are some of the worst fucking people to take you off your game. Like, the worst, especially if, if you're you in a culture. If you see the air nods, yep. Yeah, but if, <laughs> especially if you're in a culture where, like, you have this thing where it's like, I'm supposed to go and like mine are so bad. They, they think that I need to call them instead of calling me. You see what I mean? Like, it's like, you have to call us or you have to come over. And when I ask like, why don't you just call me? The phone works mm-hmm. both ways or you can just drive down. They're like, that's not how we do it. And I'm just like, what? Well, yeah. okay. You might not hear from me for a week or something yeah. like that, yeah. but that's just how it is, you know? Yeah. And so it, family can really, really fuck that stuff up, man. I just, I think that you are, you're finding your way towards that equilibrium. And, um, I think the sooner you have more conversations like this with yourself or with other people, it's going to make it easier to sort of like, just let go of shit. And, yeah. you know, my dogs are being crazy right now, but, uh, it'll make it hard. Do what? I didn't know your dog was. Yeah, Ernie's big boy bark. He's not oh, to fuck around man. with man. He doesn't play. But then he starts whining like that. But anyway, you you learn to have that equilibrium, in. and you'll be you'll be. I think it will lend to you being even happier yeah. and having more love and acceptance for not just for your kid, but just yeah. everyone in you, general. I think that I think that's that's presented a, a lot of resentment growing up. You, of course, you're you gonna, say, because it's wasted time. Yeah, I, oh, definitely, and and I'm not 
mad at anyone, obviously, but it's like, damn. If you are, you should be. That's fine. You know, but it's uh, it's more of a, like, my brother, man, I'm so proud of him. Like, I brag on him. Mm-hmm. Like, he, my brother is kicking some ass out here today. So, everywhere he goes, I'm very proud of him because now I'm, I'm starting to come to that age where it's, it's realizing that, hey, I'm still trying to unpack everything, if that makes sense. It, it, instead of being, instead of just, it, it, it hits you and you mm-hmm. realize that, man, for so many years, it was the standard operating procedure. Yeah. yeah. Eric, Eric Fromm says it's, that it's, there's um, no such thing as maturity. Yeah. And um, um, he's, and I think it's in his book, The Art of Love, thin book everybody reads in, in college. If you take any philosophy class, you end up reading that little book. But I always like that. And I, I always add to it that there, it, it lends itself to the idea of a development and arrested development. So it's, you know, you, you have all the, yeah, that's what comes in my yeah, mind. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have all those categories in which you could have developed or not developed. And man, everyone's got a crazy, yeah. looks like one of those EQ graphs, the bar graphs or whatever. Oh. Oh, come on in. Oh, we've got a special. Uh, we've got a special. Come on in. How are you? Enter, hey, sir. Yeah, enter. Is she okay? She good. So, here. Here, my boy. Yeah. Jump in. I'm Kalu. It's good to meet you. Hey, what's wrong? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Have a seat. Yeah, take a seat. So, I think it's... uh. So, you get... I love him death. So, it's kind of where the... The, the the true you're a product of your environment it's yeah. so true you are really a product of your environment but then on the other side you got the well you know how to step out but if you've never been taught mm-hmm. to know it's okay to step out and think and for feel. yourself and feel yeah. it's like yeah it's 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 so liberating to realize that hey I don't have to be you're just walking in on some good stuff. <laughs> it's it. You don't have to. Uh, yeah, it's probably making some it's background noise. Like you don't have to be the robot. We're, we're, yeah. we're on it. You know what I mean? A little bit of that development. On, on yeah, I mean, I, I know, it's, it's, it's like I said. It not only it has it been yeah. for your guys' show, but it's. I mean, all, like you got to remember, man. Growing up as a man of color, like you don't talk to other people that look like you. Someone, I'm Mexican. Apparently, a lot of people think I'm Mexican. But you know what I mean? Or Domin- I get Dominican and Cuban or Samoan because I'm you know, I'm a big dude. Yeah, I get Samoan a lot. So, but in our in, in our culture, like growing up, like you don't like you don't talk about that. You don't talk about man. I'm really hurting because I'm confused or I don't have like you don't have that. And because of we're so busy with life, you you don't. Put it back into gear. Yeah. Let me bring it down a gear. Realize. Yeah. Let me let me kind of see what's going on instead of just going going. How was it? Do this. How was it for you when you figured out like exactly who you were? Like you said, you figured That's out fifteen place. years ago. Like I didn't say no. I said I started. You started. <laughs> I still haven't figured it out. Yeah, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. No, but I think it's fine. Like I yeah. think it's like a false idea to be like, oh shit, okay, I've read self actualization and I'm good. Like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. I think if, if you think you figured yourself out, like you're wrong. And really? You're right. Yeah, you like change. That. You should be changing. Yeah, you it's should be right. changing like, because it's only fair to the people that you are around in your life yeah. that you love, and it's only the most important is fair 
you know, unfair to yourself that you're, you've enclosed yourself in this whole entire world. Not necessarily just Christianity or Buddhism or uh, Catholicism or whatever you're in. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, hey, let's let's think. Let's think. Yeah, that's the one thing that I will give the younger generations is their ability to just be extremely malleable. And they sometimes be, it's messy. Sometimes I think to your point and fucked. the equilibrium and all that, yeah. like, it's fucking messy sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. every generation hated the generation before them and after them. Like, yep. And it, tr- I, truthfully, it does speak to, like, the the our mantra with this podcast and that everyone loves sausage, but no one yeah. wants to see it get made. It's, no one wants to see, like someone going through the shit trying yeah. to find themselves out it's much easier to just either see the end product or just fake like you're yeah like you're okay or, or yeah. something like that uh it's fucking tough going through and and seeing some people as as we use that rubber band analogy and they're wilding the fuck out like yeah. i and i made this this comparison when i said like some people who have been in very very Mark. conservative marriages and stuff like that, and like the woman divorces and she goes oh. goddamn crazy and just wilds out. Yeah. She's at well, the bar. we've all seen our Jehovah's Witness friends in high school. We have. Yeah. We've oh. seen. We've Everyone seen them go knows. nuts. Yeah, they tried that one time. You, you don't remember, Mark, but they tried that. Yeah, I wish you're so checked out. I, 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 I wish I get out the house. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish. Um, oh my gosh! Did y'all? Did y'all spend? The most years in in school at the school in Clarksville was that no. where you finished out at? Well, yeah, so. y'all both graduated from there. Yeah, my freshman sophomore in one year or two, 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 two years. I no, we got to remember different high schools each year. Uh-huh. Each year it was a different high, except my junior senior year. Uh-huh. Well, because we moved. I can't sit down. I hate school. like I'm well, not a sit down person. I'm a, well, you're you're talking. You know what I mean? Too. So. But where we were at, I don't want to risk necessarily give the city because I don't want to give that we city a bad name. We did that a long time ago. We did. Well, whatever. Oh, so, I was just curious because you weren't that far apart, and I was wondering. No, if that I was like a senior, last, and you were a freshman. Oh yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. I was a senior, he was a freshman. But it, it was a whole different. But we were worlds together. apart, though. We, we were traveling. worlds yeah, yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was like you just now thinking about it, just seeing like this show, and I really. Even though I'm not even a part of the show, I really want people that listen to this and realize, hey, it's okay to grow. You don't have to be stagnant in your life. It's it's going to hurt. It's going to feel weird. But it is okay to grow in life. It's yeah. important to grow. Your thoughts, how you view things. Because if not, you're just a wasted piece of shit on this earth. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I'm being stressed. You're just a piece of shit. <laughs> if you want to be such so fucking judgmental yeah. and static and... and like it's it's not fair to yourself. It's not fair. To, but on the other hand, I understand why people view that because that's all they know in their life, it's nice and they're afraid to step out because it's like I'm not jumping on those waters. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to be in my own little comfort, yep. my little white picket fence, my two point five dog, my white wife, my my Republican. <laughs> that's why I did it. My Republican views. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. It's it's. Did I spit on my bed? It's, it's no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? It's it's. it's but deep down in that back, you realizing that's that's like not really cool. You know what I mean? So, but going back to to the school thing, growing up, it's it's like. Can I throw you on blast? Mm-hmm. My boy Carl is um, from Franklin. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, just down the road? That's cool. No, no. No, Franklin, Tennessee. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Tennessee. If not, he can edit it out. Oh, that's, so. a, that's a big time city, man. It's There's a lot of money, man. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you pretty much have, from my understanding, you pretty much got your set culture in Brentwood. You got your set culture in Mount Julie. You got your set culture in North Nashville. You got your set culture in uh, East Nashville. Everyone has their own set cultures, but Midtown. Midtown, exactly. <laughs> but in our culture, it was such a large. A true spaghetti fest of just dump everything in there. What do you mean? Just like a big melting yeah. pot. Everyone just... You out of here? See ya. You just literally dump everything in there because, number one, because of that, you you already have the the facades of, hey, let's maybe that's the wrong choice of word, but you've already got the where do you fit in type of deal. Mm-hmm. So why do you want to open up when you got to survive. Yeah, so if I got to survive sense. being a thug, I got to survive being a, or I got to survive thinking about how many holes can I get? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean no, no, no. I it's, 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 it's survival. It's yeah. so negative. So if anybody's listening to this, okay, please, fine. please, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You got to be uncomfortable before you can be comfortable. Yep. You can't live a, an entire lie in your life it's, it, it opens up your whole. You can actually, I can actually breathe now. Yeah. To actually have, and my brother shaking his head like, he knows the type of dudes I hung out with yeah. in school. Jocks, dope. So, sounds like you we know got I mean? a couple of more episodes. Yeah, that's what and it so we like. That, that's so why we I keep asking about high school, not to draw uh, even after closeness to you guys uh, yeah. socially. I meant. I'm interested in chronologically because yeah. it's, it's an interesting dynamic when you're in the school with your sibling, you know, at the same time. That's I'm just oh yeah, and, and it's for it's small a, town reasons, like I was saying earlier. It, but you, we, what high school you went like to? Like you don't around. do that type of like you don't yeah. say, hey man, I love you. Mm-hmm. Like I can say, Carl, mm-hmm. I love you, Carl. I, I truly, I can honestly say with my heart, I love you, Carl. I love you, Kalu. I love you, Mark. I love you, Mark. Marky, that's what I call it. I'm marking. Seriously? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. That's, that's him I'm too. born in 82, Prince Marky D. So there you go. <laughs> so with that Winner being said. Who knows who Prince Marky D is, by the way? I don't know. I know French Marky D. He's got so young. <laughs> so, like, it's just, it's just, you don't do that. But I understand why I did that. I yeah. understand why I had to be the Christian. Yeah. I understand. I still believe. I still yeah. believe in Jesus Christ, obviously. I, I, but I understand why I had to. Had to watch Fox News, uh, you know. I'm gonna enjoy. He's, he's laughing day. at that, but it's fucking serious, and I, it yeah. fucking pisses me off that that I had to do that. It's yeah. like, well, I gotta watch Fox News because I'm married, da, da, the kids, da, 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 in society. How late but was then, he growing up, dude? When he was watching Fox News, and shit? no, 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 that's no, that's no, that is an adult. no, that didn't happen until I was adult because I was yeah. I was the the jock slash thug. Oh, so you swung I away was, right all of a sudden. Oh, dude, I was like, I was, oh, yeah, I was like the thug, liberal, which, the more jock thug, jock thug, if that's a term. Don't know. I guess. It is. Today it is. Yeah, 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 jock thug. Yeah. And, kids are but as you start having kids <laughs> and then you start getting married, and especially living in, in this city that we're in here, it's very dangerous. It's like, well. I guess I'm gonna have to do what I gotta do. <clears throat> yeah, it's constant comparison. You, you have to. 
You know, and, I but keep seeing a, a leather jacket and one of those bandanas that Tupac would wear. Yeah. Man. A little bit of that. Man, it was... Marvin Streets had Jock Thug. It was true, though. I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean, though. Like, we were labeled as... It's kind of like there, there's a city I've watched this documentary on. Um, it's a suburb, the really, really nice suburb, but they were hood. Yeah, and that's kind of like where we right grew up in, and it was it was very was like mm-hmm. all the places. Yeah. It was uh, it was hood, mm-hmm. but there was also we had money. I guess maybe I don't realize. Maybe did we have money? I don't really. We were I mean, working class. Working class, I guess you would say. So we always we always had food, but we never had the all the extra cool stuff. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't know because hell, everyone else we hung out with yeah. is you got one pair of shoes for the year. You got one jacket for the year. Mm-hmm. You got what? I don't know. One jacket, one t-shirt for the year, or whatever. But for us, that was that was it. It is what it is. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm lost my train of thought on that. But it's you were when feeling it. When you were around that, yeah, and that's all you know, yeah. Like it's it's not cool to talk about how you feel. You yeah, because the in, feeling of you know you if if being soft, not only military but in the black culture to be yeah. soft, yeah, that's not cool, man. It's not cool to talk of. It's not cool for me to say clue. I and I'm saying this clue. I love you, man. Yeah, I love I, you. I think it, that, it's not cool, and it's it's not fair that we have to live like that. Society's getting better, and I think. In, in enough time, I think I'd like to see where you are like six months from now. I, I think that even more is going to change. And just like our rubber band analogy, yeah. you're going to be just a little bit closer towards your Might equilibrium. Might be screaming liberal. Huh? I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> but <laughs> he's crying. He's like, Mark's like, Yeah, there you go. Is ever working on the kids? So <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you perceive, Mark? I mean, what was your perception perception of me? Let's say a year ago versus now. I didn't have one because I didn't talk to you a year ago. Because so, what did you think? Did you think I was the the right wing Trump magma hat wearing? Magma. Which I wasn't the magma hat wearing because magma. who can I be? This black German be like you know what I mean? You just there's a lot of them out there. You just don't do that because like I would look at other cultures and be like. Well, you know you're wrong. That's not what that's that's not what you're supposed to do. And deep down, I'm like, dude, who the fuck are you gonna tell somebody that what they're doing is wrong? Yeah. But I didn't know. It's all right, man. You know what it's, I mean? it's just gonna take time. That's what it is. And but I that, didn't. I, I I didn't have the privilege of growing up like you did. Like you did. You did. I mean, we were broke as fuck, but you know, it was, just, but it was different. The culture that you guys yeah. grew up in, us was extremely masculine. Yeah, it was overly masculine, and imagine growing up queer. Mm-hmm. That that's Completely a whole nother that's a whole nother show. <laughs> like you just, it's just, yeah, everything are, from it could be. Hey, I'm really, really, truly, truly um, feeling this way. But if you don't suck it up, chuck it up, little nigga, you all right? Yeah, I mean that's the stuff that we heard. When do you? When are you in next? When are you in town next? I, I, I'd I love to hear way more. Over, I bet. Oh, it's okay. But yeah, I'd love yeah. to hear more about that story and being being the little brother and you being the older brother and what that whole dynamic was like, especially when you both knew and everything like that. I I really like to to learn more about. That. We had we did an episode um, called Out and and a girl made her announcement on our on our no, podcast. Which was, one was this? It was, I think it's called Out. 
And it, it was beautiful, man. She said like, because her whole town didn't know about it. She's no. from a small town. She can't. And she she talked about it oh, and wow. like, I mean, it was it was really really cool. And um, uh, it it was beautiful, honestly. Oh, wow. Um, and so uh, that part was was really tight. And then um, I would love to hear more of this, you know, your story. And I'd like to have my sister in on that because when like her, I always talk about her her coming out story just from being the little brother and seeing it and being like, uh, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? But like seeing, being a fly on the wall and seeing like my Nigerian family go fucking nuclear when like, when she made, when she announced So she them. announced it to your family? Yeah, we had just got done eating lunch and she just came in and I could hear her crying. I was like, what's she crying about? You know? Wow. She came in there and she was in like, yeah, it was, it was tough, man. I remember everything. Like we went, my mom went to Walmart and got those chicken tenders and potato wedges from a deli. Wow! And with like all the dipping sauce and shit like that. Oh and so, yeah, so good. Walmart so good. Yeah. So I that. so she comes into the the living room and she's crying and and she goes, I'm ho 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 ho, and she's like just sobbing, wow. trying to like get the words out. And my and my mom was just like. You know what? You know, it like, oh, oh man, it was so. It was that serious, bro. It was. <laughs> did I they, was just like, oh, did they she's say still my sister? Wow, we'll pray for you. Oh, dude, they did. They, would, did they, they, did they went to a point where they were going. Like, she lived in Lexington. She was a UK student, so they would drive up there to pray on her and pray for her. And it was one of those like. Now so everyone is dangerous. Now everyone is so like, you know, dangerous. like my mom. I don't know who. Well, when my sister was dating someone now, or at the time. My mom was like, bring her. I don't like, don't come over unless you bring her. Like she's on, they're on that level now. They're just like, they better come over. They better be eating. Mom's yeah. getting mad if they don't come over or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it's, a, it's very I cool can only now. imagine in a Nigerian as, as wow. African. Yeah, strong. yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, that's, it's, that's, it's tough. It was tough. I felt like, and again, as a kid, I, I was like, okay, you're gay, whatever. And then, uh, but then as I got older, I was like, man, that was tough. So you guys time. always knew or? Well, no, I, and when she, I mean, I was 16 or so when she, yeah. when she came out. Oh, so this was a long time ago. So yeah, what's yeah. the age difference between you My guys? older sister is, she'll turn 35. Oh, she is 35. Okay. Yeah. I think she's 35. Yeah. She was born 84. So yeah, 35. And I'm 33. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was quite the experience, man. It was really really crazy. But just how it goes. Everyone's yeah. got their story, you know. Yeah. She came out okay, you know. She you know she's totally fine doing huge things in Atlanta, and yeah, so that's absolutely. just how it is. But do we have any? One of the things that we do after all of our uh, episodes is we do any sort of shameless shout out. So do you have any person that you want to say you want to make a shout out to? You want to say go to hell? You want to say like anything to you? Or can say business. whatever. Or business, yeah. yeah. If you want to promote your business or your brand or anything, this is time uh, I'll plug my YouTube channel. Boom! Boom! Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough subscribers to have a custom URL, so it's youtube.com slash Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, 1983, mm-hmm. B as in boy. Uh-huh. And it's it's small now. I have like six videos. And yeah. it's just like I talk about like race and politics and stuff like that. That's so, awesome. Oh. That's awesome. Okay. All right. It's like an educational. Yeah. I like it. Share I like with it. your kids. What you got, Mark? Oh, man. Um, I'm putting them on blast. Sh- shameless shout out to Extreme Hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Did you get <laughs> your... In dog. I'm probably a fucking hobby. Are you kidding me? I'm probably... It's a fucking easy, remote control easy. car. Easy. 
See, that's a whole other. <laughs> is, is that the white side? Do you have? You must have some white. No, family. Ha, no, no, that's proper eighties baby. No, Seriously? Yeah. no, I'm everything I'm involved has to do with why the fucking Atari wouldn't work or why the Nintendo okay, wouldn't work. So it's my that's, whole career, my whole okay, life. Okay, so but that's yeah. A, yeah I, 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 I've I, always I, been just a natural I tinkerer. And yeah. Yeah. Atari cards is I an 80s with thing. Yeah. It's an 80s I thing. You on there. I, I'm, a, I'm a millennial. I'm 38. I'm 82, but I have all those sensibilities, but I try to act like a Gen X because I just really admire yeah, Gen yeah, X because yeah. they yeah. raise me. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of older brothers, older cousins stuff. They all were like... That I cool kind of independent. You sound so much like them, where they 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 all of them say the same that same language. Sometimes Mark Twain, you gotta do what you gotta do, and I'd be looking there like holding Nintendo controller. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, I don't. It's like no, I'm not. And I see the difference in that. Yeah. Now, thirty eight, living in a big ass house all by myself, trying to figure out how to be an adult. Yeah. You know, with RC cars everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> because now I'm saying, oh, this is the exact measure of. Not doing what I gotta do, you know. What I mean, I have a hard time yeah. making. You know, it was everything just about anyway. So, uh, yeah. So uh, to make myself get outside and stuff like that, instead of there you go, RC goes seventy miles an hour, and, uh, and uh, they've come a long thing. way since yeah. like back in the day. These RC cars are amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Like uh, they're so f- powerful that like sometimes they like they have to give you a. Like a read a thing to you before oh, wow. you buy yeah, it. Yeah, bring because you thing. break your leg. It's half. huge. Yeah. You're driving it to you, and you don't yeah. realize how what what 50 miles an hour is for something this big. It'll yeah. snap your leg, right? So wow. People do it all the time. It was They're, crazy, but I, I know. Anyway, shout out to the shops down in Springfield, Tennessee. Extreme Hobby. Go down there. Uh, uh, support small businesses. They do. He's a little bit better than the one hand bone. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Shout out, shout out to Hobby Town on Russellville Road too. I ain't get your inventory up, but like they're good guys on there too. And um, yeah, get RC cars and come outside and race them with Salumas. There you uh, go. And um, BG Bashers on Facebook. I don't have a Facebook account, but get on there and, and represent. I think it's Stone Shop. Oh, shout out to the Get Fresh crew, to my good friends Gary Hook, Lauren Cunningham, and uh, Love. Uh, Jesse Hook, and everyone that was at the. Christmas party we do every year last night. It was fantastic. It's great seeing all y'all. All right, jump really quick. That's kind of one of those things where you're not doing the status, you know, why are you doing the RC car thing? Like, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, yeah. That's a whole totally other, lucky. Totally you know what I mean? Spoiled. That's a whole I, other, I didn't have that. Yeah, a whole other story. A whole other yeah. show. It's like, yeah. that's, that's, you're not supposed to do that. That's, yeah. that's quote unquote. Air quotes, yeah, white, yeah. the white. You know what I mean? And I hate that people look at it like that's like that's not fair. It's something that you enjoy, you want to do, you love it, you have yeah. a passion for. Like that's not fair. Well, up, okay. <laughs> I love you too. So <laughs> I want to send a same shout out to uh, the Salumas. Cool, appreciate it. And to all the listeners, yeah. Um, Chris, I hope you're feeling better. I was really looking forward to meeting you. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for the yeah, honor. Man. To be on the show, it's yeah, uh, yeah thank li- you, it's, man. it's liberating. Seriously, it's good. It's uh, it, it allows you to think. Yeah, it really does, which is very important. Yeah, man, really important to where you can really show that hey, you love, you have empathy, empathy for people. And that's what we're lacking is being able to be transparent with everyone and say hey, it's okay. To, you don't have to necessarily say. Well, this when I was a child, I was raped or whatever the situation. You don't necessarily have to go into that detail. They went, for, they went to a hundred. You know what I'm saying? You can still be transparent, but that allows. So I'm kind of selfish in a way 
that I'm using this platform to help me grow. That's what no, man, that's, 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 what, that's what it's, 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 it's what right. So be ready to describe those trains and how they run. Yeah, yeah, you remember that episode. Yeah, because you spoke about running trains. So you got to oh, there? Yeah. You have to I'm RC cars. RC cars. I'm not even talking about model trains. In the culture that I grew up in, you had to do that. Deep down, I knew that was wrong now. I don't know, man. But we got some stories. And I wouldn't expect real quick. Just kidding. And also, all the listeners, hold on, hold on, Mark. All the listeners to the Slumis. And everyone out there, hey, do something badass. Wake up, open up your eyes, peel the scabs off your eyes, peel the scabs off your heart. It's going to hurt, hey. but you're going to move forward in life. There you go. You know what I mean? And so just big shout out to the Um, Listen to the show. Hashtag Nashville podcast. Hashtag Bro, I, I, podcast. I, I, I layer the post um, with some podcast. I don't even have a Twitter. Hashtag. I need to get one. I'm just saying hashtag because it's whatever. Yeah. And also you, want to give a, a, a same shout out to uh, my brother. Yeah. And his fiance Carl. I love y'all to death. When's a big day? Y'all are badass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not November. Sometime in November. Uh, sometime in November. There so you go. A year from now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's still in school, so we're trying to figure out like yeah. the exact plans and all that. Oh, yeah. that's gonna be awesome. And thank you, Clue. Yeah, man. for having us. All right, Carly, have a shout out. Shout out to Marcus. Marcus is a brilliant individual <laughs> and 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 scholar. And check out his his YouTube page. You can also check out my website. What? Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about him. Yeah, I can't, uh, he does his own. I'm still his. Yeah, scholar. no, no, Dude, no. I'm no, no, no. Up. That's the extrovert coming out of me. If you're he's got his own. Tell him what Nash- you do. If you're in Nashville area needing. Counseling services for drug and alcohol. Oh abuse. shit! Really? Yeah, um, man. You can hit me up at uh, carlbolton.com. Just carlbolton.com. That's Carl with a K. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah. You do counseling? Oh man. I do. Yeah. That's I'm a, cool. I'm a drug and alcohol counselor. You gotta, you gotta. If you get time, listen to our addiction episode. We had some people on there. Oh, it was, it was with heavy, the man. yeah, yeah. It was I would definitely take that up. Is it okay if I say his name? Yeah, yeah. JP. Yeah, no, no. He, his no, no, JP's no. was depression. This yeah, was depression. Was, I'm sorry, yeah, the other guy. Uh, Tommy. It was Tommy and. Um, Shout out to uh, Lefty Hefty Club Work. Yes. Um, um, I listen to him. Shit, I'm blanking on her name, but they they had a really good episode, and it was dude, it was very I'm heavy. Check that out. Yeah, I was like, oh I'm my god. So you need to jump on board. Well, listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, so I got him on too. I'm already subscribed. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I got everybody. Hey, you ready to grow up? And yeah. To think a little bit. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. Huh? I love it. I love it, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you guys found value in this episode. Uh, break this one up. It's a little lengthy. I'm sure you. Huh? Oh, yeah, I know. It's. You but, break it up. Huh? You I might. I might just keep two. it all together. You gotta you get the dogs. You have to. Get yeah, I'll get everything in there. Yeah. Um, I hope again. I hope you guys. Oh yeah. Definitely. Uh, again, another shout out to Hefty Lefty Club Works. JP's doing great things, making clubs for people. Uh, shout out to BT Lee's. He is the sauce boss of Bowling Green, making some really good stuff. Get his jalapeno business sauce. Uh, I talked to JP the other day by getting some more of that. It is quite possibly one of the best sauce I've ever had in my entire life. It goes on everything, extremely versatile. 
you can put on any kind of food. So it's very, very tasty. Um, give a shout out to Chris. He's feeling, he's got the flu. And so it's like, seems like one thing after another with our boy, but hopefully, you know, if he gets enough time and he's better, be, yeah, get better, he'll be better recovered. And uh, that's going to be it, guys. Hit us up on Instagram. That's at the Salumas Podcast. Jump on our website, www.thesalumas.com. You want to hear some episodes, add slash listen. Um, and then there's more stuff on there. And then I appreciate you guys. And we are out. Here we go. Bye.